Yes, sir. Time to crank up the big, the bottles, and the boom shakalakas, baby. I am the captain. We are the sports brew. And I know it's been a minute. We had a nice summer. Nice summer break. What do you want, man? But we're back. The NFL is back. We're back. And that's right. We're in the basement. And this, my friends, is a throwdown Thursday. Lord knows I'm thirsty. It's been a minute since we've recorded. So it's good to pop the tops. I got tasty beverages. A whole bunch of, you know, good friends up in here. So we're going to have some fun. And, uh... Kick off the return of the podcast, man. That's how it goes. First and foremost, that's right, the one, the only, Shannon, the Twitter Terminator McGuffin. What's up, brother? I mean, I guess I got a name change over the summer. I guess I'm the ex-Terminator now. Why are you saying that, man? Because Twitter is now X. Uh, well, yeah, okay, fair <laughs> enough. Oh, maybe I, we can finally get you that custom Yeti cup, and they won't, like, block it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, maybe. We're going to flip the E to a three or whatever that nonsense was. That's funny. That's funny. Oh, by the way, by the way, by the way, how do you feel about game one of the Richardson era? Well, my expectations were very low and he exceeded them. So that's a plus. Uh, So I'm I'm intrigued. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not totally disappointed, which I thought I would be. I'm actually more disappointed in Ursay acting like a fool over the summer um, (laughs) more than anything. Well, he was ready to save that whale. He was ready to free (laughs) Willie. Yeah, but you can't pay Jonathan Taylor. Get the <laughs> f out of here, dude! Like, not yet. <laughs> we'll see. Seriously, we'll see. I mean, but, but yeah, I, I'm intrigued yeah. by Anthony Richardson. Yeah. I did appreciate after the game, Trevor Lawrence coming up to him and saying, "Hey, you really need to take care of yourself a little bit better because they yeah. hit a lot harder at this level." Yeah, yeah. The the windows close much more quickly. The you know defensive players are a little bit faster than you're used to. And they're gonna lay some wood on you. So he mm-hmm. took a, he took a couple of card of, of of hard hits. There's some lessons in that. But he made some nice throws, man. He made some nice throws, some nice moments. Although it you know again, it's week one. It's always the caveat with opening weekend is is take it with a grain of salt because teams aren't quite there yet. You know some of them didn't have a lot of PT in the preseason. You got you know, like Joe Burrow. I mean that was a damn disaster. But you know he didn't have. I mean how many reps did he have? Right. So, yeah, they got taken to the woodshed by Cleveland, but you know, they're they're not going to be that bad over the course of the season. They're just not. He'll get he'll get better. He, look, he got a haircut. He's ready to go ahead and, you know, uh turn it I up. I mean, he can afford it at this point. I'd say. Well, there's a lot of people that got paid. A lot of people <laughs> that got paid. Quarterback market, of course, is bananas. Running back market less uh, less so. But at <laughs> least Eckler's on field, Saquon's on field. Cowboys thank him for that. Uh, he, he gave him a little extra tip so that, you know, there's a lot of stuff, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, Bosa gets paid. I mean, a lot of people got squared away before opening weekend, which is good, you know, hold ins, hold outs, all that kind of stuff. Although I, I do feel I'm certainly empathetic to the running back market. That's problematic. I don't know if we'll have time to get too deep into that tonight because we got a lot, we got a lot to catch up on summer stuff. We got to raise the glass. We got some RIPs. We got all kinds of stuff. And we have to get everybody else in here. So, might as well get back on that. So, let's go ahead and... I know Mr. Uh, old Giggity Giles is happy. Bosa getting paid. Brock Purdy looking pretty damn good. Throwing some touchdowns. The 49ers steamrolling the Steelers. Good God. What's up, Giggity? Uh, not a whole lot. I mean, yeah, obviously I'm going to be happy about you know, getting a win right out the bat. And Purdy looking pretty decent. But it's also just, like you said, it's week one. Um, I'm sure the Steelers going to be a lot better than what they put out on the field. Uh, I mean, Tom was too good of a coach for them to, you know, to suck butt like that. 
all season long. Well, yeah, yeah, they won't they won't stay on the on the the you know the suck train. But that was a rough. Some of that is clearly the 49ers were operating at a high level out of the gate, you know, and and Pittsburgh's not there. It's just weird because you kind of felt like you had the preseason teaser with Pittsburgh. I think most of us expected a lot more out of them in that game, and it they they certainly did not deliver. But um, they're it's Pittsburgh. They they will get better over the course of the season. For sure, they will. But uh, you you have to look at the 49ers and just in your head, you go, okay, man, that's a message. We are here. We are here to play. Purdy is back on field. We're bringing it. And then it's just a matter of how other teams kind of adjust. I always feel like, and we talk about this every year, it's always the quarter pole. You know, you got to get four-ish games in, and then you have a pretty good feel uh, because players should be up to speed. Obviously, you don't hope for injury issues, but – um, and of course, opening weekend had a gigantic one with Rogers tearing his Achilles, but teams have to settle into the season, you know, and get the, get the film and make the adjustments, all this, all that stuff that hap- happens as they ramp things up. So the first couple of games, particularly week one, you can have a lot of variance between which teams are really ready to roll. And to me, the 49ers were ready to roll. Pittsburgh just was not, did not match their intensity and in execution. And that's clear, but that's, that's not the only game that was like that. For sure. No, there there were plenty of games that that were just like, yep, it's week one, all right. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just it's like the first couple of weeks. Yeah, it's, you know, it's one pre-season. of those things where you just have to look at it and be like, all right, get you know, get the jitters out, get you know, guy, gotta get that rapport going with your guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting, even though it's supposed to happen in training camp, we all you know, know that a lot of these, some of these guys just never play in the preseason. So they're no. just getting some of their first it's, snaps now yeah. in week one and it's, week two. And it's, it's essentially preseason week four is the way to look yeah. at it. I'm not saying it's fair, but I mean, I think that's realistically you go, yeah, you know, this is kind of the last, the tail end, the actual tail end of preseason. It's, here we are and let's go. So speaking of let's go, might as well get old, our favorite degenerate up in this piece. Been a while, brother. You ready to hit your yes. cue, man? Yes, sir. All right, look, I'm going to drop this on there. Let's see, let's see how rusty you are. That's good. That's good. And it is great to see you. And Likewise. I love the fact that you 100% mugged Elton John and stole his glasses. It's fantastic. <laughs> um, <laughs> it just I, I for real like when you sent that picture man i was like oh is this a costume like what are you doing i didn't realize those are your actual glasses but i'm glad you're happy it's a very bold statement it's a very bold Thank statement you, sir, sir. You, you're gonna need to do something wild with the hair you've got too much decoration on the front of your face to have plain hair you know what i'm saying I, you're right you're not wrong <laughs> no i'm not <laughs> wrong <laughs> you, you've got you've got a lot of flair on your face. Woo! <laughs> uh, quite the look. Thank you. Is that so you could see the disaster of the Met season better, or you needed the update? Can maybe, you, can, maybe. You, can you pass along the message to the New York Football Giants to maybe get some better visual <laughs> accessories? <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking for a friend. You're the friend. I'm asking for a friend. I'm asking for a Too friend. Soon. <laughs> that had to be. I got to be honest with you. That had to be one of the worst opening games I've ever seen in my life. I was uh, I was messaging uh, back and forth with Jerry, of course, big Giants fan, 
and uh, I'll, you know, and then some other people. I've got some family members that are big Giants fans, and it's funny. I was like, "Hey, man, how you feeling about this game tonight?" And they were like, "Oh, yeah, pretty optimistic, feeling pretty good." And you know, I had to check in on them. I was after a quarter. I was like, "How you doing over there?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Is the beer cold?" <laughs> oh, oh, the beer's what empty. Beer? <laughs> oh yeah, what be- beer's gone. I understand. <laughs> I understand, man. I've moved to liquor. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I've, I've moved to hard beverages. So yeah, that that was that was that kind of game. But I mean, again, you always have overreactions out of the gate. But that was one of the most atrocious openings that you could possibly. I mean, it was weird because honestly, Mark, it, like the initial part of their of the Giants' opening drive, I was like, okay, they're moving the ball down the field, they're running. All right, all right, not bad. Okay, maybe we got a little something here, and then you have you know weird plays and then they get backed up and then you know they're kicking a field goal the field goal gets blocked and then it felt like from that moment on everything just kind of went to hell and it's it's weird and it, you know we joke around about these things but there are always games where it's like it's not your day you know what I mean it's not your day the bounces don't go your way you don't get the breaks the football gods smite you I mean whatever it is whatever you believe and this was that day for the New York football giants that was awful it was, and I, 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 you know, for however much y'all want to torture me, we'll talk about it later. But um, I later, all I'll say right, right here is just how incredibly fucking bizarre it was that <laughs> what was the start of the game? A pretty damn quality drive for the Giants. Yeah. Ex- until fall starts that you know makes a you know what could have been a very easy third and two near the goal line, a third and seven, which you know for any team is a significant fucking difference, especially in, in that part of the field. Right. And then a botch snap, you know, bad conditions, botch snap, you just screwed the pooch. And then what happens next? Oh, great. A fucking blocked field goal, you know, return to the house for a touchdown. That's about as painful a, like, reverse Uno card mm-hmm. as uh, you can get when we're about, you know, knocking on the doorstep of, you know, scoring at least three, at least three. And then all of a sudden it's like, whoop. Whoop. Nope. I mean, I, I think and, that missed extra point by Dallas on that that field goal block touchdown is about the only thing that didn't go their way. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and, and and again, we'll tell you know for however much y'all want to you know torch me, we'll talk about it more later in the podcast, I'm sure. But I'll say later. We're talking. Uh, I, about I certainly it now. I certainly think that the the Cowboys defense is is good and, yes. and maybe even very good. Probably, yeah. I think probably realistically, uh, as a, you're kind of saying, and probably all of us I think are logical enough to say. I doubt the Cowboys are as good as some people may think, or as good as the score showed, and the Giants are not as bad as the score showed. I, I would um, hope not. Or you're in that, for that, a that really long fast, season, especially that 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 pass rush. They're yeah. very fast, and, yeah. and so uh, they're they're going to be uh, a challenge for for some teams to deal with. But uh, Jones had a second of time each snap, just barely. Uh, I feel like too often the Giants kept getting away from Barkley, uh, but obviously it didn't take long for that to turn into absolute shit show and um not not uh not much of a fun watch for uh myself no. or any other giants band, no but. no no i would i would imagine not that was uh i messaged trey who sometimes i hear back from him, sometimes i don't but he's a big cowboys fan and i was like bro i gotta queue up the emmett man y'all are debacling them you know i mean it's just <laughs> if, if ever there was a time because that's what that game was but the, you know there were moments that you know again sometimes it's just not your day you yeah. know, it, it's one thing to have the blocked field goal, but then, you know, Saquon, I mean, the ball's in his hands, gets popped out, goes in the air right to the Cowboys player, runs it in for the touchdown. It was just wild to me. I mean, the Cowboys had 19 points before they even scored an offensive touchdown. I mean, that's just nuts. 
That's yeah. insane. That's nuts. Yeah. The, you know, the Cowboys are the third team in NFL history to have a special teams touchdown and a defensive touchdown in the first quarter. I mean, it, that's a rare that's a rare thing. I, I yeah. will say I don't understand for the life of me, and there were a couple of WTF moments throughout the league, but um, the second corner, Jones was uh, running out of bounds, and I don't know why he threw. He threw the ball. That was the one where Gilmore picked it off, which was an incredible interception, by the way. And I guess, you know, Danny Dimes thought he was doing his Patrick Mahomes impersonation. <laughs> like, I'm going to I'm gonna leap out of bounds and throw this back in. I, I just, that that throw, given the way that game was going, I, I didn't like it. I hated it, honestly. And he got a little comeuppance on that. But uh, that dude had two picks before he recorded a single damn passing yard. <laughs> I mean, like, what the hell, dude? Yeah. I mean, it, that was one of, yeah, I mean, like. I've certainly been on, from a fan standpoint, I've been on the side of some really awful football games, and you always hate them. Um, but from a, a Giants, if I'm thinking in context of the Giants, you know, that's one of the worst games I can remember seeing them play. And it's not certainly not at the same degree, same caliber, same level, but, you know, I, I think the when they just got destroyed, you know, by the Ravens and the Super, you know what I mean? Like, it was just like everything just went to hell. And you're like, How, what on earth, dude? And that's what this game was. It's just a gigantic WTF. Um, but there are some things that are a little bit odd about it. First of all, I didn't realize Dak was 5-1 and one on the road against the Giants. They've won five straight. Didn't realize that. And it's the largest shutout in Cowboys history. And kind of weird, fun factoid, not for you, but um, it's the, Cow <laughs> the Cowboys' last six season opening wins have come against the Giants. Like, really? Uh, That's yeah, it's just a statistical anomalies. In the big picture, though, we got, this was the fourth shutout opening day victory by 40 or more points in the last 50 years. All right? The 89 Browns destroyed Pittsburgh 51 to Donut. The 91 Redskins absolutely thrashed Detroit 45 to donut boo. Yeah, boo. the 99 Steelers took the Browns of the woodshed 43 to donut and then mm. you got the Cowboys dropping the 40 you know the 40 burger on the nothing burger over the Giants I mean it it's it's wild and again you, you don't want to overreact and of course the Cowboys are you know because of the fan base because of the media coverage because it's the Cowboys people will and it's a hell of a start I'm disappointed. I expected more out of Dayball, out of this offense. You just paid Jones. You got Saquon back in, and it just it got away from him. So I guess I would ask you, because <laughs> you, you had a rough go with the Mets. It was a rough start. And New York's having a bad sports year, y'all. New York's having a rough year. Mets struggle bus. Yankees struggle bus. The Knicks are the Knicks, so you know what that is. <laughs> um, the Giants had a rough start early in the season. We know that. And, of course, the Jets, for all the hype, for all the hype. And I actually watched Hard Knocks. The first time I've actually watched the entire entirety of Hard Knocks. I really enjoyed it. And all the hype that was Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets and what that felt like it could be. And it's over in a Brett Favre. You know what I mean? Fourth play. <laughs> Done. It's crazy. So New York yeah. sports, man, it's it's a shit year for y'all. Which Lindy, I know you're like, <laughs> I know that, I get that, <laughs> and I understand, I understand. Uh, but it's just it's just weird. It's just weird. 
I'd have to think we'd have to have a conversation about which what metro areas that usually have decent squads have had a worse run. <laughs> yeah, which, quick quick shout out, to, random shout out to uh, our, our friend uh, Todd Tutti Fruity who actually uh, texted me uh, a couple weeks ago and offered me uh, just had a buddy in the area that had some tickets to the Washington oh, Mets the game. Wanted to see if I was in the area and interested. Yeah. Uh, it was crazy hot weather and I had something to do that night, so I wasn't able to go, but. Very nice. Very appreciated that. You can just say um, you can just say it was too hot for you out there. It's okay. <laughs> no, I had, it was both fucking things. Uh, but anyway, it I was. Uh, you had that air you know, conditioning. I mean, to do Mets that. are actually playing some decent baseball right now. You know, <laughs> um, you know I, I'm I'm not as. Uh, I mean, I'm disappointed. Don't get me wrong. I'm very disappointed in the Mets season, but uh, I'm not. You know, the sky is falling as uh, one of our uh, brothers who isn't here. Um, but uh, <laughs> no, poor, poor, yeah, no, it's it's, uh, it's it's definitely a rough year for uh, the state of New York and sports. Yeah, that's uh, as a Mets fan, I've been through worse. <laughs> so yeah. it's yeah, yeah I mean, uh, early nineties. Anybody? <laughs> I mean, uh, yep. yeah, those yeah, are some really just, lean years. Just yeah. it, it's it's one thing to be have a struggle struggle bus years, and but I mean, you contrast that with the expectations. Oh, for sure. You no, know, the expectations. Yeah, I mean, no, they, they, they they certainly were. Um, with what they uh, but I, I, st- I still I still super defend their management and ownership, and both in Buck and Cohen. To be honest, Buck probably has more naysayers than positives. But you know, anybody who's mad at, at Papa Cohen and the you know wallet he's open and spent, mm-hmm. I still think they significantly did a lot of smart moves. They didn't all pan out. It's you never know. You never yeah. freaking know. But I feel like there's ones that he didn't make that so many, you know, mouth breathers who just think spend all the money you can and see what you can get. Correa bum did not pan out for Minnesota. Glad we didn't get him. Some several other guys. Yeah. Uh some of the the more you know intermediate guys that didn't spend a lot on Vogelbach. Had ups and downs, but I still say super likable guy who's done some really good stuff with the Mets. Um, hanging on to most of their prospects. Some of their prospects are looking phenomenal right now. Uh, Mauricio, uh, hey, certainly Alvarez is captain of the future. Year. So a lot, a lot of young dudes who are gonna you know make make good on being there. So next yeah, year's your I, year. Expectations next, for next year are next still good. Year. I don't think they're gonna you know go and spend a shit ton of money in the offseason. That's they, a lie. They're not talking about it much. They're they will, just they they're saying it's not a, not a full, uh, you know, uh, redo, but, you know, it's a semi. I, I don't know. We'll <laughs> see what happens. I, I If Otani is available, oh. obviously, question marks with the, the health right now, but uh, I don't see how he doesn't, you know, put the Mets name in the ring for just to see. So one thing that just popped into my head. I know you mentioned Todd. So our favorite, our favorite country lurch. Love you, Todd. So, and that was actually an inside joke with Whitfield because we've watched the uh, and just like that, the little Sex in the City spinoff reboot, whatever you want to consider that thing. Um, and so we were having a good old time because Randy dropped the you know you rang. <laughs> we had our lurch drops on Todd, who's tall, who's tall and lanky, and you know is a great dude. But we do like to give him a whole bunch of grief. But anyway, country lurch, Todd. Next time we hang out and drink beers, we'll uh, kind of review that and have a little fun with you. But I did want to say thanks to Todd. Uh, we had a hangout session over there, and <laughs> I'd been saving this dumb, stupid gift. 
and it, it, it doesn't really it doesn't really mean anything. It's not that significant, but I thought it was hilarious because we had a podcast talking about the Oscar Mayer wiener <laughs> and how Randy Randy sometime in school was talking about the wiener whistles, and I was like, "What do you?" It, it just was this running gag, and so I actually sourced and I tracked down some wiener whistles on eBay, and I bought a box of them. And so we, I gave everybody, I gave everybody wiener whistles. <laughs> I thought it was an absolute riot, but don't blow those things on the on the brew. Don't do that. Oh no, no, no. Don't no, do that. No, but I you do know. have mine by my computer. Yeah, as we did talk about. Yeah, the the wiener whistle, man, I, and, and that's definitely one of those things that Sarah was like. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's not the first time she said that to you. No, 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 def- definitely not. I, I can look at all the boxes you have stored in your damn basement. She's probably be like, seriously. Yeah. Do you think I'm cute? Do you think I'm funny? Damn right. Yeah, I, I got a, I got a lot of boxes of of things at some point that I need to open and set up and display. I just don't know how to do that. But that's a that's a topic for a different day. You know what how, I mean? how tall are those boxes, Justin? I didn't know they stacked shit that high. That's a, that's about accurate. It's about accurate. And this the, this particular soundbite is dedicated to Whitfield. You trying to squeeze an inch in on me somewhere, huh? I'm plus. Oh boy. Well. Might be the first time he tried to squeeze an inch in anywhere, but... Oh, no! <laughs> anyway... That's right, folks. The brew is back. <laughs> oh. So I, didn't, I didn't even need... Look, I didn't even need to give Whitfield a wiener whistle. He has his own built-in one. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> oh. Probably about the same color too. Oh, oh no! no. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> well, welcome back, y'all. All right. Holy shit! All right, all right. Let, let's let's shift gears. Um, R.I.P. Matt. Yeah, R.I.P. Is the reason he's not here tonight. Um, <laughs> like it was a wiener whistle. <laughs> yeah. Well. Meat puppets, man. Meat puppets. All right. So I do want to give a, a little gloss to the Lions, though. I will say that I, uh, that was a, a really good opening, you know, opening game. And kudos to them for, you know, finishing last year, going up to Lambeau and knocking the Packers out of the playoffs, and then opening this year, going to Arrowhead. Right. You got two of the most iconic stadiums, old school franchises. You know, and sticking it to him. And I know, I, look, I'm not going to asterisk the win a la Tarico. I'm not doing that. Not having Kelsey hurts them, clearly. Not having Jones hurt them, clearly. But the Lions earned that win. Yes, they did. Uh, but mm-hmm. I do have to say, I, ha- I do have a dedication for Kadarius Tony. <laughs> hot potato, <laughs> And McGuffin. I mean, I, I I can't believe I'm gonna tell you I missed playing this song. <laughs> but that was that was off. I cannot believe, you know. And keep in mind, man, you know Mahomes. Again, I know there's no Kelsey. I I understand that. I understand that. 
But the social media blow up on Kadarius Tony was incredible. That I mean, that, that dude either deactivated or deleted some accounts. Man, he had to, he had to get away. <laughs> what commercial was it? Was it Snickers? When you need to get away, what was that? Uh, Southwest. Oh, Southwest. Want to get away? Yeah, want to yeah. get away? Yeah, he wanted to get away. He wanted to get away. And I I, I just can't believe it's a, first of all, how gutsy was it of Cam, of Dan Campbell to call for that uh, going for it on fourth and two inside their own damn twenty? Woo! That took. Balls. That's that was some serious. That was some serious balls. I uh, you know what? I can't believe I didn't actually look up. I didn't double check where that soundbite was. Where it's you said balls. That's unbelievable. But Shannon, you said balls. Facts. Thank All you, right. sir. Uh, I mean, that's that that play set the tone for the team. Oh, it, that they were going for it. Hell yeah! Like Hells, it, it, yes. it was. That's what, I, but that's what I like about the Lions uh, is the fact that they've uh, they finally adopted Campbell's mentality. That team is just absolutely just going to try to hammer you every single game. Well, uh, look, look, they look, will bite your kneecaps. Yeah, the Jared Goff reclamation project has panned out pretty well. I think doesn't he have like a streak of like three hundred sixty ish passes without a pick or something? It's it's up there. Yeah, uh, I mean he's played really well. Especially you know, against Patrick Mahomes, and and he, yes, and, and, <laughs> <laughs> very true. He's been productive. I mean, obviously, Amonra uh, St. Brown is legit for sure, and they've made some good. Excuse me, they've made some good personnel moves. But that team's going to make you work and make you earn it. I don't know how good they are. I mean, it's too early in the season to really have a great feel for that. But they've got some good pieces. They've got a great attitude, and. I can't believe like the Lions look like they're legitimate. You get the tail end of of chunks of last year, and it's so weird that people are like, "Oh, I think the Lions are really going to be good this year." It's just odd. <laughs> I mean, when's the last it's, time? Yeah. The last time I remember that. I mean, yeah, they had some moments with Stafford and Megatron, but it always felt like they just got garbage stats. You know what I mean? And they just didn't win. You know, like Chargers gonna Charger, Lions gonna Lion. You know what I mean? Like they just it, it just didn't matter that much, other than I guess some statistical production. But I I feel like the Lions like there's some meat on the bone there, you know. But it's it's just kudos to kudos to them. I, again, I'm not gonna asterisk it. I certainly think the Chiefs will bounce back once they have Kelsey back on the field. They clearly missed Tyreek Hill. I mean, there's no doubt about that. And Kadarius Tony had his moments, and uh, Lord knows he. After getting social media piling on him for the the butterballs and the hot potatoes, somebody from the Giants must have talked some crap to him because he was he was going after the Giants when they got blowed out. I don't know who pissed him off on that one, but uh, he, <laughs> he was giving some business back to him. Um, he probably fumbled his phone into the toilet while he was texting, though. <laughs> probably. I still can't believe, the, I, you know, like like Saquon Barkley got hit. To, you know what I mean for that ball to pop out of there, Tony. I mean that was just it was there. And it was yeah. almost like he—it's almost like he was dumbfounded that he didn't catch it, and it went right to the other dude. I was like, at least try to catch the guy. What are you doing, man? <laughs> I mean, Brian Branch had to run fifty yards, bro. <laughs> right? Nobody could catch this guy. What are you doing, man? But no, you know, the Lions close out on the ground, and again, I just—I I think you got to give them some a little bit of respect on that dub. We'll see how the season plays out, obviously, and I certainly expect the Chiefs to bounce back. Uh, but they need Kelsey. They need Kelsey on the field. Maybe Taylor Swift helped them with some rehab. 
Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Never know. I mean, I need a little little TLC. You know, <laughs> you, just know you, you, you just know you're going to get a song written about it. <laughs> I mean, outside of that, though. Yeah, shake it <laughs> off. Aaron Rodgers could use some damn TLZ. His calf tried to shake that Achilles off. I thought it was dirty that there was a meme that was like, look, Aaron Rodgers, he's off to the tent. Here's his next darkness retreat. I was like, God, the internet internet wastes no time, y'all. Like, none. None. What was it the the onion had? He reached his no interception <laughs> yeah. mark and got a five million yeah. bonus. Aaron Rodgers got a five million dollar incentive. <laughs> I was like, damn. <laughs> which is funny. Which is, fu- I mean, it is. It's messed up. It's messed up, but it is funny. But yeah, damn. Yeah, dedicated to his Achilles. It's gonna break free. That's wrong. No, apparently not, because you snapped. <laughs> yeah, all right, thanks. Thanks, Ariana Grande. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, as, as I would that, imagine. That calf, let it go, bro. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> Damn, Shannon blowing his load early. What the hell? Well, yeah. Well. <laughs> Happens when you get older. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. Uh, Shannon, I always figured you like the dump offs. So the pumping goes. It's it's good. Hey, look, like here's the reality. You get you get a little older, you get a little seasoned, you just know how to run a two minute drill. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you have to be smart with your stamina. You know we got I mean? five minutes? All right, cool. <laughs> Y'all are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of load management, here's Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> oh, I've missed y'all. <laughs> oh. Speaking of uh, wiener whistles. No, I'm just kidding. All right. I'm disappointed that I'm not going to get to keep playing short dick man or short Dan man. Well, I guess we can. I mean, he's still he's still around. He's just not the owner of Washington anymore. So, but we do have Whitfield. So, Don't want no short dick, man. lives in perpetuity. What are you gonna do? <laughs> oh gosh! All right, my lord. Let me clear it. Clear that one out of there. <laughs> Thanks, Detroit. <laughs> oh, well, I guess since we teased it, we might as well do this Jets Bills jobby. Um, really, a hell of an open man. That that uh that kind of I mean, what was it, Method Man, and then. Them running out. I mean, it's New York. You got 9-11 stuff. I mean, it, that's a pretty weighty thing. Uh, that was a hell of an open, and it, it that was a glorious entrance, man. Running out with the flag, the moment, the crowd, all of that. I mean, just the setup was incredible. And, look, if you hate the Jets, you know, I, I know you're like, well, eh, too bad. Um, but it, that was like that was like one of the cornerstone stories of the year, right? Hard knocks, you got this, you got that going on. Um, But I will say there's a couple of things I don't understand. You know, and sure, this is revisionist, rearview mirror, I get all that stuff. But number one, I'm glad that, I mean, look, he's got to do the rehab one way or the other. Okay? Uh, And that's a hard rehab. Doesn't matter if you're 25, 35, it doesn't matter. That's a hard rehab. 
So he's got his work cut out for him. But it sounds like the surgery went well. Uh, he's obviously made some posts about some things. I think he's had a positive influence on Zach Wilson and that team. You can see kind of how the, the team was trying to rally around Wilson and the MILF missile. So good for them. I'm super disappointed in the injury, uh, obviously. Um, I'm a Rodgers fan. I, look, I mean, you cannot like him as the, the person, but as a, as a football player, he's a hell of a fucking quarterback. So it's a shame because that, that was a lot of intrigue about what the Jets were going to be for this season. And, it, yeah, it's a fluke injury, um, but what an incredible open. And then just to have it go that disastrously bad that quickly, there's there's not a lot of sports moments where you feel like you have that much hope and that much awesomeness. And within like a, a minute or two, it's just phew, gone. Well, and I think Robert Sala's face when they panned oh in on after he found out about it definitely said it all. Oh, he knew. He knew because the yeah. thing with the Achilles, they they know. I mean, the only thing the MRI that's just confirmation. They they knew he tore it. Is it they can squeeze the calf? They know, they know. We um, knew it when they showed the slow mo replay of his calf just boom. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh well, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's gone. That's gone. And yeah. the, one of the things that I will say I don't understand is that he specifically argued against the cut blocks in some of these plays. But what were they doing when he got hurt? Cut blocks. You know, and it's not it's not the defender's fault. It's not the lineman's fault. Although that certainly was a shitty cut block. And, you know, he tried to spin out. I'm not gonna I'm not faulting Rogers for getting hurt. Please don't take it this way. He tried to spin out of it. It's a fluke thing. But at some point, sometimes you do have to employ the late-stage Peyton Manning, late-stage Tom Brady model, which is, oh, crap, I'm going to get blowed up. Let me drop. Sometimes, sometimes you just you just have to eat the sack. Live to play another day. Yeah. Sometimes you, you just have to eat it, you know, and he probably should have in that particular instance. But I, I for the life of me, I don't understand if the feedback was there that he didn't like those that kind of play design and that it's particularly to open the game in that moment. You got, you got good running backs, man, mow them over, mow them over. I, I just, I didn't like, I didn't like that play call. And visually it was weird watching that play unfold. I'm like, what the hell man? But certainly disastrous pretty quickly. I will say kudos to the jets for rallying around uh, Wilson and, and finding a way to win that game. And ended up being a, a far more compelling football game uh, than I really expected. And some of that is is expectations for Buffalo. But at some point, and I've had this conversation with some of my coworkers, at what point does the Josh Allen goodwill start to run out? Well, it, it's, it's on its way out because I, I can't believe he was throwing those types of interceptions in the second half. Like, what are you doing? I, I, like, bro... I'm looking at Josh Allen throwing those throws, and I'm like, "He is this dude the secret love child of Brett Favre and sexy Rexy fucking I'm going deep Grossman? You know what I'm saying? Because I mean, he must be now. Now Favre, Favre just thought he could fit it in anywhere. Just ask. Oh, never mind. We're not, we're not going to go down flick my dick road. But <laughs> I love Brett the football player. Brett the person got got some baggage and some problems. <laughs> um, yeah. What was her name? Uh, Jen Sturger. Sturger, yeah. yeah, whatever. And and Rex Grossman, you'd be like, "What are you doing, bro? <laughs> Where are you throwing that to? What what's up?" But th- there are times you're like, "Seriously, man! Like, I know you got an arm, right? But 
all they had to do was be reasonably smart with the ball. They win that game. Yeah, run the ball. Since since 2018, Allen has 84 turnovers, fumbles, and picks. More than any other quarterback in the league. Over the last 19 games, he has 34 interceptions and fumbles combined. Jesus. I mean, that dude, he's almost good for two turnovers a game. That's terrible. And your team, like... I don't know. You, you consider yourself a Super Bowl contender, but the way you play says otherwise. And Hero ball is not the way to go. Yes. Look at freaking Carson Wentz, dude. Like, you, you don't have to be a hero. No, you, you literally you don't. Pick your spots. Pick your spots. Right? Pick your spots. Understand the, the game flow. Right? And to go into New York, uh, for Rodgers to, to get knocked out, you have an opportunity to steal that game on the road. And instead, they gave, they give it away in part because of horrible Josh Allen turnovers, and obviously you get a walk off punt return in OT to to you know finish that thing off. But and look, I like Josh Allen. I mean, he's a likable dude. It's the Bills. I mean, I don't really know anybody that's like I hate the Bills. And maybe that's because they they <laughs> lost four Super Bowls in a row. I I don't know, man. You know, but I don't know anybody that straight up other than like. Okay, maybe if you're a Patriots fan or a Dolphins fan. I mean, okay, that's different. That's fan hate. But how many people do you run into that are like, man, fuck the Bills? No I mean, I, I just don't really think that they're – I don't find them to be a hateable team, right? So it's just weird. I think there's a lot of goodwill, plus you got the, the DeMar Hamlin. I mean, you just – I think there's a lot of general goodwill towards them. But at some point, right, those things turn and – I like Allen, but that's a lot of turnovers, bro. By the way, can we not have the Bills on Monday Night Football anymore? Why you say that? Because the last two times they've been on there, there's been a catastrophic injury hmm. to players. Got Demar Hamlin last year and Aaron Rodgers this year. Yeah, both fluky. I hear you. I hear you. I know. Yeah, I would think they'll they'll you know right the ship against the Raiders, mind you, but we'll see. I do think it's hilarious that Whitehead got three picks and he hit his incentives. And it was like, what, 250000 bucks? Hey, good right. for him. Nice bonus for one game, bro. Hell yeah. Not bad. And uh, also kudos to uh, the law firm of Wilson the Wilson. <laughs> uh, Garrett Wilson with an absolutely filthy touchdown catch. Bro. Where it was like one hand kind of bat tip, bring it in. I mean, that was that was nasty. That was nasty. And Xavier Gibson, and I always want to pronounce it like G-I-B. I always forget it's G-I-P. But Gibson, <clears throat> that walk-off touchdown. At the, I mean, that that was wild because that was – he's un, <clears throat> undrafted, right? Undrafted guy made the team. That's a great story. Mm-hmm. And, look, I don't have a, a lot of confidence in Zach Wilson. I don't know what your options really are. <laughs> it's like what? You're going to talk Philly Rib out of retirement? Matt Ryan, I mean, Colin Kaepernick throwing his hat in the ring was absolutely laughable. Get out of here, man. F-O-H, bro. There's not a lot of options, man. Like what? You throw something for Jacoby Brissett? I mean, pfft. I don't know that that's any better than, than rolling with Zach Wilson. You know? It, yeah, it, I was watching uh, something on NFL's YouTube page, and they were talking about 
you have i mean you should pull the trigger even though you know he's going to say no you should at least reach out to tom brady you, uh, uh, or at least reach out to the 49ers for to see if Sam Darnold's available. Like stuff like that that cuz cuz Darnold's better than what he was when he was originally a Yeah, jet. but I mean like why would the 49ers since they just traded Trey Lance? Oh, I know, but I mean they, it, it was interesting to hear the yeah, guy yeah, be yeah. like, "Yeah, they should they should and, reach out to the 49ers." I'm like, "Okay." If Lance was there, yes, but again, I I mean I can't imagine that Lance like Lance could come in and 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 be ready to run the offense. And Tom Brady, like I had a lot of fun. I laughed at a lot of the memes of him and you know pictures of him in a Jets uniform. And you know, do I think he could do it? Yes, but I think if he looks at that offensive line, he goes, "No thanks." <laughs> uh uh-uh. uh. Although I will say, uh, to, just for the thought experiment, how funny would it be? If if Brady goes rings the bell, you know they give him all this love. They wave the time frame for him to go to the Patriots Ring of Honor, and then two weeks later he's like, "Hey y'all, I'm a Jet. What's up?" <laughs> like it would be, <laughs> it would be one of the funniest things ever. It would be hilarious. But again, could he? Yes. Do I think he will? No. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I, I don't. No. I don't. I, I I mean, it would have to be an insane price tag and. You know, that guy looks like he's lost, you know, cut some weight. I mean, he looks really lean, dude. <laughs> so and like, with the way that line blocks, dude. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> one hit, he turns to dust. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, I'm, it, if he knew – this is like one of those things with older quarterbacks, right? If they, if you could keep them clean and they're not getting hit, there's a lot of guys that could play a lot longer, right? And, yeah. and you know, if, if Brady wasn't going to get touched, he could probably come in there and, and – Fired around, yeah, he'd look great. But the thing is, you you do get touched. You're gonna get hit, and he's healthy and he's upright. And there's there. I mean, what else does he need to do? Right on the football Not field, nothing. Thing. So he doesn't need to do squat. So, but that was a fun thought experiment, and I, I think the media coverage and the blowback and what I mean, and just to think about how much the Jets fans have hated him. <laughs> For the for them for then him to like be a savior for the season would just be un for Emmett Smith impossible, right? Funny you know, as hell. It would be so funny. Like, okay, here comes Tom Brady. We hate you. Oh, great, we're gonna win a Super Bowl with Tom F and Brady. Like, you know, it would just be it would be such a. You don't need Hollywood writers. Fuck that strike. Just bring in Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom Brady and the Jets win a Super Bowl. Bam! There's your show right there. Incredible. Um, that would have been wild, but I, I, you know, I mean, forget Cam Newton. I will say one person I thought would be interesting that is available, uh, would be Ryan Fitzpatrick. And I think he's 40. So, uh, but I I couldn't remember what his injury was. Now, I I certainly don't think he has any interest in doing it, but like, I was like, now that could be kind of fun. You know, you bring in, uh, Fitzpatrick to be a backup to Zach Wilson and it, you know, by the time he's four, five, six weeks in, if Wilson is struggle bussing, you know, well, Fitz Magic, that like that would be that'd be a hell of a way to capstone a career, wouldn't it? That'd be mm-hmm. pretty sweet. But uh, you know, I, you know, we're just gonna play all these what if shenanigan kind of things. So, or you know, hey, Mark, maybe uh, the Giants want to move that, uh, th- you know, Daniel Jones contract. I'm just saying. You know, you gotta get burger. Right. Oh yeah, Big Ben. Yeah, Big Ben's big ass back there with that line. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> Did you see that tweet from AB saying he 
Hey, look, just a thought where he was, th- he was throwing a message at the Steelers like he wanted to come back. I mean, God bless. <laughs> I feel bad for that guy. I feel bad for that guy. Except he's an asshole, so I feel less bad for that guy. <laughs> but, where, where are we at on time? Thanks. All right. Um. <laughs> anyway. Uh, By the way, the Buffalo, yeah. the only points they scored in that second half was that doink field goal. Yeah. You don't see a lot of you don't see a lot of doink, in. <laughs> yeah you don't see a lot of doinks that actually you know split in but th- but that one did good bounce oh well them was the breaks uh, Mark I'm sure you're you're very disappointed in the Rogers injury so do you have a message for Whitfield in his recovery period as he's not oh, here tonight here we go. <laughs> no I I I, uh, <laughs> I can't even hate on it it's it's it's, it's a very Freaky. I mean, four freaking plays in. That's not much more can be said other than it's crazy. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I've got no love for the Jets, but like I, I felt happy that they got to win that game in the end, just because it was like we all pretty well knew that's. It was very likely that's the result was going to be the result that he's done for the season, and I mean, what a bizarro. Everything from from uh, hard knocks to you know all the anticipation to you know all the talking heads to the excitement of the pregame to everything that's there for them. Four plays in, this happens. Yeah, that's just horrendous. I mean, I, I can't eat. I, I, injuries are a hard thing for me to you know. I, I and then trust me, I, I'm I typically will take any opportunity to troll you know Matt Field, but it's one of those <laughs> like I can't do it. I. Yeah, even as much as I don't like Rodgers, I can't, I can't do it. Well, I didn't say he's a likable it's, dude. It's, it sucks. No, he's not very likable. But, but <laughs> although, aliens, although they, de- they definitely sprinkled, um, they, they did a nice job making him feel like a pretty likable dude in a uh, uh, hard knocks. <laughs> like, right? Our good friend, uh, Mr. Donkey, he was actually saying the same thing. He was here this past weekend, and he, he said he'd been watching a good bit of it. Uh, and uh, he was like, he's like, you know, it's interesting how. Uh, you know, when the cameras are on, they can do such a good good job of, uh, you know, turning somebody's narrative the way that uh, they want it to. And mm-hmm. it's like, uh, it definitely make him seem, you know, quite a bit different uh, through the lens of Hard Knocks than uh, perhaps he's been seen in other outlets. Yeah. Well, some of it was a lot of fun. And I, I think I think there's more to him than people realize. And some of that is sure. just being in the small market in Green Bay. But, you know, a lot of the stuff, you had a lot of ter- organizational turmoil um, although, you know, look, it's always tough when, when you shift gears and, you know, Matt and I had have countless conversations about what the Packers should have done instead of, you know, trading up for Jordan Love. <laughs> Some of the receivers that were available that would have been super helpful uh, for Rodgers. They expended a lot of resources on defensive picks. And then, of course, you know, they get rid of Rodgers and they draft all these offensive players. And I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> this is crazy. Why didn't they do this when he was there? But. I, I will say it's not as he's not a rookie, but it's pretty satisfying to see Jordan Love continue the tradition of stomping a mud hole in the Chicago Bears. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, that that's a great I had a uh, not counting Monday because as of, you know, obviously that, I was waiting for Monday night with Bill's Jets. But my Sunday was good. Right. My Sunday was great. Uh, I mean, the, the commander, or, or, I really don't even want to say commanders. Washington's win. That was an ugly football game, but it was a win. 
and the Packers beat the crap out of Chicago. And Justin Fields looks like he's going to be just just a, another random dude. <laughs> so, and of course, I, I, I sent E, our, our friend, big Bears fan, and I was like, "How you doing, bro?" I didn't I didn't say anything other than I was just I'm just checking in. How you doing, man? Because <laughs> I felt like I had to. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, look, I, I used to talk a lot of trash in the, the fantasy football leagues, right? I, I realized how much trash I talked. I talked a lot. Um, and so what? I'm, yeah, I missed that component a little bit. So I feel like all of a sudden on Sunday, since I'm not living in deep, like this Sunday, I, I watched everything re- like real time. Uh, <laughs> I know. That's a first. <laughs> it's been a long time. <clears throat> Excuse me. But it's opening weekend. I wanted, I wanted to watch red zone i wanted to have the games on so like i had a legit all-day football sunday it was fucking glorious nice as sarah was like really we're gonna go visit your mom we're gonna do this we're gonna do that i'm like sarah it's opening weekend week (laughs) one no (laughs) no it's football day well what are we gonna do with the kids the kids can watch football with me if they'd like Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what i'm saying and uh they're of that age where they could start getting interested hey why don't we watch Hey, 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 buddy! You want to come watch some football? Look at this. Hey, we can watch. What's, what's, isn't there that that popular cartoon uh, uh, gif where I forget which character it is, but he's going, "No." <laughs> are, are we doing these other things? No, 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 no. no. Uh, there's one with Bugs Bunny doing that. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I no, I but it's, it's all all Sunday should be this way, but especially the first one of the season. The first one, uh, it is. Yeah, yeah. I I make my indentation on the couch, and uh, that's where I stay. And uh, <laughs> uh, and and for what is worth, uh, I you know we're certainly doing uh, Sunday Ticket again. Um, I'm thrilled that they've switched over to you know being YouTube TV. Uh, I mean, only one week, but it felt way smoother than Direct TV. Way better integration. Um, you can do a very easy to function multicast with, you know, uh, four games at once. Yeah. They kind of like preset the teams that are playing. I don't think you can like choose, but, um, they, they show them all. It, it was, it was great. It was well done. So, Good. uh, anyway, it Good. is, we all know it's great to have football back. It, oh, damn right. It is. Uh, yeah. so, so I'm going to say, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to take a, a sip of this tasty beverage because the Packers still own the bear. They don't lease the bears. They own the bears. Nine, nine straight, nine straight win versus the Bears. Suck it, Chicago. Rodgers was twenty-five and five, which is incredible. No wonder he flashed the belt pose. That was great. Although I will say, look, Rodgers was twenty-five and five versus the Bears, but he's zero and one versus Jet Life Field. So take it for what it's worth. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. That that wasn't very nice. Fucking turf. Uh, and and dear God, NFL, can you please just put grass in the stadiums? Just seriously. See, I mean, if you can do it for the World Cup, you can just do it. I understand. Yeah, look, you want monster trucks, monster trucks, monster jam, other events. I hear you. Y'all got enough billions of dollars. Y'all can look, it, it, roll something over it. Do what Arizona did, man. Have trays. I mean, what? There's ways to deal with it. And if y'all if y'all can put grass fields in for the World Cup, and for soccer, and for friendlies, you can put grass in. For the NFL, it is doable. It is damn well doable. Do it. I mean, shit. What Daniel Jones looked like after all those damn rubber pellets all over his damn face. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Hit him all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That was that was pretty hilarious. Look, I don't know if y'all watched. I I would imagine y'all probably weren't like, I can't wait to watch the uh, the Packers Bears. But Jordan Love looked pretty good. 
Um, he had some nice throws. Dobbs looked good. Aaron Jones, I know he tweaked his hammy a little bit, but he looked like he was fine. Um, but there was one play in the fourth quarter where Love kind of bailed out of a, a, a bad exchange. He fumbled the snap, whatever. But he picked it up, and he turned around, and he ended up heaving a completion to the rookie tight end Musgrave. But that that's a play that could have gone sideways. It didn't. And then he ended up hitting Dobbs in the end zone. So he did enough. And again, it's week one, and it is Chicago, and they're clearly in Chicago's heads. But he's got he's got a good arm. He had a couple of throws where he just kind of and it just flew uh, on a rope, as they would say. So I feel cautiously optimistic. You know, it's a lot to live up. And statistically, what's the probability you have three great quarterbacks in a row? Pretty damn low. Very yeah. low. Um, Favre was – I love Favre. Y'all know that. I mean, was he a heartbreaker? He was a gunslinging heartbreaker, but I loved him. <coughs> and Rodgers had a nice run. And, and yeah, yeah, sure. Oh, they didn't get enough Super Bowls. Man, it's hard to win, y'all. It's just hard to win. I certainly thought there would be another ring or two in, the, in that run for Rodgers, particularly after they they beat the Steelers, but didn't happen. They couldn't get past that fucker Colin Kaepernick, man. I swear to God, damn 49ers. F you, Randy. Um, yeah. <laughs> it ain't just Colin Kaepernick that had issues with. No, I know, I know. They they struggle they struggle bus with San Francisco for sure. Um but it, I, I feel pretty good. That's a that's a pretty solid start. And that's a good team. You know, it's not like they lost Rodgers and they had to burn it down. I mean, Aaron Jones is good. You know what I mean? They got good running backs. Uh, obviously, uh, Christian Watson wasn't on the field, but hopefully he's healthy enough to play. But they've they've got a pretty good – they got a good offensive line. They have a pretty good defense. So I don't trust Minnesota. Uh, Chicago, I think, is going to be a dumpster fire. Really, to me, it's going to come down to Detroit and Green Bay. It's how I feel uh, at this point. And again, week one overreactions. I know it's dangerous. But I feel – cautiously optimistic about Jordan Love and that offense. This is a big year, right? To post Rodgers uh, for LaFleur, for Jordan Love, obviously. But if that's sticking it to Chicago is always chef's kiss satisfying. I love it. <laughs> like I said, you could break out the song. The Bears still suck. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, <laughs> suck at Chicago. <laughs> uh, anyway, Shannon, I know you said you, you, I don't know if you just couldn't drink anything after midnight or 1230 or you were going to bed at 1230. What were you, what are you doing? Uh, I can't have anything after midnight and I'm probably going to go to bed here in a little bit. Um, I, I do want to just state that I'm really enjoying watching Deion Sanders at Colorado. Bro. I am enjoying me some coach prime. Dude, let me tell you what. The sheer amount of media coverage has been incredible, right? But here's the thing. I don't know how good they're going to be this year, but Dion, his son, Travis Hunter, Colorado, that is must-watch TV. The pregame, the game, the postgame, the locker room celebrations with 90-year-old <laughs> lifelong Buffalo fans <laughs> dancing with grandma was great. Yeah. But all that's I a minute. Mean, it's incredible. And I don't know what the hell is wrong with that Colorado state coach. Did you guys hear that dude? I, I, I saw something. Yeah. He was, he talked some shit about 
you take your glasses and hat off when yeah, you yeah, here you go. He, that, people, and I'm like, hopefully this is the right audio clip. I didn't preview it. I'm just going to hit play. We'll see where this goes. And I sat down with ESPN today, and I don't care if they hear it in Boulder. I told them I took my hat off and I took my glasses off, and I said, when I talk to grownups, I take my hat and my glasses off. That's what my mother talked. <laughs> so, I mean, really, 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 you want to go after? You want to have to go? You, mm. You're going to go after prime? I mean, that first of all, that's dumb. When I talk to mm. grownups, look, y'all are all adults here. <laughs> like, really. <laughs> Really stupid, because you know now Dion's gonna be like, "You made it personal." <laughs> and, oh, and that's already come out. That's he's, yeah. he's said that. That's done. That that you know, Shadir Sanders might drop six hundred yards on them. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm looking at the line right now. It's Colorado by twenty three and a half, and the total. I'm taking is the over. Mark, total, Mark, total is 60 and a half. Mark, for the love of God, I, I, I don't know if, if you're betting anymore, but please tell me you had some action on the first two weeks with Colorado. At least the first week. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they've been damn fun to watch. Oh, man. That's for, <laughs> Dude. Damn fun to watch. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's one of the it, – and there's a lot of layers to it. The players have been incredible. Obviously, to stick, to stick at the TCU – and I know TCU is not the same team – they were at the end of last year. A lot of a lot of roster turnover, but that was a pretty tremendous thing to do in in that that game. You know what I mean? Go down to TCU and beat them. Now look, there wasn't a lot of defense in that game. I understand <laughs> there wasn't a lot of defense, but then you had to go. Oh wait a second, and then to go and and just house Nebraska. And I know it's Nebraska. I understand it's Nebraska. Look, uh, kudos to Nebraska, by the way, for getting ninety-two thousand plus people in their football stadium for that volleyball, that women's volleyball match. Yeah, that was cool. That might be the best thing that happens in that stadium all year. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Huskers still suck. Football, man. I, like it's and it's weird to me because I just think back to like the '90s, man. The Huskers that that used to be like one of the programs, and not anymore. Oh yeah, not anymore. So you got a lot of stuff with Colorado. You you have the the transfer portal turnaround. Uh, look, Dion is going to shift the paradigm of a lot of stuff. But the the thing is, and I hear a lot of people saying, "Oh, other people are going to do what he's doing." Other people, so, some people might be able to do what he's doing, but a lot of people can't. Doesn't matter yeah. if you want to, right? You you think uh, dude down in Texas A and I don't know why I can't think of his name. For, for, uh, F- Jimbo for, Fisher. Yeah, you think Jimbo Fisher can act like Dion? No. And pull players <laughs> like that? No. 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 Right? It it Dion has a credibility. Look, he's known. He's a brand. He's got personality. He knows how to work the media. Um, he's much smarter than people give him credit for uh, with working the media and having fun with some things. Clearly what he did with Colorado is very unique, but it's also reflective of our current college football environment. Right. Um, Did he flush out a lot of players? He did. And I understand why some people take issue with that, but he was obviously going there. He wasn't attached to those players. He didn't know Mm -hmm. him. He just knew they were one in 11 and they were terrible. And he was bringing his Louie. I mean, he said it. Was it cold? Yes. Was it fair? Not really. Was it reality? Yes. Okay. He meant business, and I don't know how good Colorado is going to be, but they're a hundred percent must watch. Period. End of story. And if they, I certainly think they're going to be Colorado State. And then who's after that? Oregon, Oregon State. 
Uh, it's it's coming up. It's going to be like Oregon and USC back to back. Yeah. Think. So like if if they're undefeated going to USC. Oh, that's going to be like oh my ridiculous. God. Well, first of all, you know USC still doesn't know how to play defense. <laughs> you know maybe maybe USC set their defense to the you know the new conference a year early. They just it's awful. But that's I got be- I got you right here, Justin. It's Colorado State this week at Oregon next week, and then home against USC. Yeah. There you go. And uh, I think I I, th- I thought I saw somewhere that the average price of tickets has gone up from like a hundred bucks or something at Colorado to like five hundred fifty or six hundred. Uh, yeah, I would imagine. I mean, it's it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. So, but uh, yeah, we coming. We coming. He Col- told you we coming. He, he did. <laughs> they were three touchdown underdogs at TCU. Mm-hmm. First road win in two years. First road win over a ranked team in four years. His son threw for 510 yards. Travis Hunter was bananas. First, Four different receivers had over 100 yards in yeah, that game. Dylan Edwards was tearing up the tearing up that TCU D. You know, again, remember Colorado was one of the eleven last year, and they lost by an average of thirty something, like thirty plus point. I mean, it's ridiculous. You know, ridiculous. So we'll see how how far they go. But Shadour 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 Sanders. It's going to get a lot of eyeballs on him, and he's looked good. He's looked really good, really good, as is Travis Hunter. So they, they're going to be an incredible story to watch. And you you have some wildness in college football, LSU getting bushwhacked by LSU, Clemson losing to, to Duke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting just schlockled. Yeah, uh, uh, I love the fact that it was Duke's first win over a top 10 team since 1989. And who did they last beat? Clemson. Clemson. (laughs) Number seven Clemson. (laughs) Coached by the old headball coach, Steve Spurrier. Let me tell you, seeing Duke students storm the football field is such a weird sight. It's so weird. It's so weird. And then obviously Texas going in and beating Alabama in Alabama. Mm. I mean, the first yeah. first double digit home loss ever for Knicks. I didn't even realize that. Not just at Alabama, that was the first double digit home loss ever, ever for Nick Saban as a college football coach. Ever, wow. ever. Wow. Bob Huggins probably got another you know DUI after that game just for good measure. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> That's terrible. Good lord. That's terrible. <laughs> You know, just nuts. But but Colorado is, you know, they're the story of the season, other than realignment and all that kind of stuff. But the actual program centric at the moment, I don't. What Mark? What's a more compelling draw? I'm not saying best teams. I'm not. You know, I'm not saying that. But you know, other than like the, what the downfall of somebody else. But what is a more compelling watch right now in college football than Cirque de Colorado? Nothing. No, absolutely not. It's it, it's 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 by miles the most compelling story. I mean, it's wild, wild. And Dion can flat out coach. I yeah. mean, I know people like to talk shit about him, but they 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 handle their business really well, and they they definitely play like they are well coached. Well, I mean, look, he assembled a great staff. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's well-connected. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, and there's – I know the last game I was watching, there were pros up and down that sideline yes. that want to get into coaching now. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's I mean, Deion Sanders. Are you gonna say it's, no? Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's it's Trump. No kidding, bro. It's, I, I, I can't think of his name without looking it up. But the guy that used to be the head coach of the Vikings that is oh 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 Mike Zimmer. Mike Zimmer's on his coaching staff. But dude, magnetic and rest assured, all kinds of players. He's, and he's not making this up. They they sound like they're you know their phones are going off the hook with people that want to play for him, recruiting all that kind of stuff. It's true. It's true. He's going to be able to bring in all kinds of talent. He'd probably be able to bring in a better offensive line than the Jets have. Let's be honest about this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. I mean, it's wild. It's it's absolutely wild. And I I don't I don't know how good they're ultimately going to be. We'll find out over the course of the season. But they're going to a bowl. <laughs> I can guarantee you that. <laughs> They what it's like they'll find a way to hit six wins or somebody will change the rules. They'll be in a bowl, dude. <laughs> oh yeah, they'll get them there for sure, for sure. Um, all right, so Shannon, I guess uh, let me ask you. I'm, I'm gonna flip back up because you know again I don't know how much juice you got in you, but I did want to spend a moment at least you know on this Jags Colts game. And you know it's funny. Uh, there are certain teams that for whatever reason just end up playing like these compelling mat- matchups. Um, and I thought Richardson, you know, we talked about some stuff, had some nice moments. Uh, I liked that, uh, that play to Pittman for the touchdown and, and Pittman did a great job weaving through the defense. But one of the weirdest plays of the weekend to me was when, uh, I think it was Buckner lit up Lawrence, Lawrence fumbles, the ball bounces, the Jags player grabs it, just standing there. You have, and it's like, nobody blows the whistle. Right. Right. And then, you know, somebody pops it loose from the receiver. And then I wanted, I think it was Buckner that ended up yeah. with the scoop. And so he causes the fumble. There's all kinds of shenanigans, people standing around. He ends up getting the ball back and runs the damn thing in. I was like, what the hell? What is going on? I mean, it, it's <laughs> pay attention to the game, guys. Like, and I know you, it's the first game of the season, but damn, if you yeah. ain't heard a whistle, you got to play to the whistle. And I, I do want to, to drop a, a special fu to undoubtedly my all-time favorite fantasy player, Calvin Ridley. I I appreciate all that you didn't do for me. Um, you fuckface. Thank you. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Hate you. <laughs> inconceivable. It is inconceivable. So excited about that guy. <laughs> that was a heck of a trade for them to get him last year when when they got him. It was. It's still real to me, damn it. Damn right. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to remember Captain. Who was when they're running back? You almost always tried to have. Darren fantasy. Sproles. Darren Sproles. I, was, I was about to say Sproles is it what was, I thought. Yeah. yeah, I love I loved me Darren some Darren Sproles man. And yeah, back if you go further back, I always had um, Brian Westbrook. Or I was about to say Brian Westbrook. Uh, yeah. uh, that was that was my go-to. Yeah, I, yeah. I loved him. I, you I loved you also always tended to draft Antonio Gates. Mm. Yep, and most of the time it was fine and, until it wasn't. And there was definitely some years where it really wasn't. <laughs> it didn't work yeah. well for me. Yeah, yeah. Lean years at the end. Yeah, yeah. There were some struggle bus moments, but, you know, hey, what are you going to do? Well, no. we'll do it live! Fuck it! Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody needs to send that message to uh, Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> Shit. Oh, that dude. <laughs> Debacle. Oh, but by the way, speaking of the job, 
Speaking of great debuts, yeah. good job, good effort for the uh, Denver Broncos and Sean Payton. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, you know that that the shenanigans out of the gate going to the, the onside. I I appreciate that until you know, kind of like the sex offender registry, you have a legal touching. You know what I'm saying? Like it just, guys, you got to know how to handle wow. You got to know how to handle your balls. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, ah, Jesus Christ. I'm just saying, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was just, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah. It, it's definitely sports for <laughs> season for sure. <laughs> uh, so dumb. And yeah, it, it, the the other thing that's kind of goofy about that, once I kick to start the game, and kudos to Myers by the way. Jimmy G had some nice moments, and he took a couple of hard hits in that game and got back up and went at it. But uh, don't forget that um, Wilson did lead a touchdown drive. Uh, to, to Looked like they were going to tie the game up, but they missed an extra point, so it was seven six. Well, that that missed extra point pretty important. And I want to say that Peyton either did he straight up cut their other kicker to bring in Lutz? Is that what happened? Because they got rid of their kicker. <laughs> they brought another dude. So, yeah, the, the missed extra points are rough. And there were a fair amount of missed extra points. Them's the breaks, though. But kudos to Jimmy G. Uh, it, you know, he basically sealed that game up. Uh, first of all, he had a couple of nice throws, a couple of touchdowns to Myers. And Myers, God bless. I don't know who lit that dude up. <clears throat> it was a third down catch late in that game. And he got rocked. That dude got rocked. Did not cough that ball up. It ended up being a 15-yard penalty in the Broncos. Should have been in the fourth quarter. Um, but then Jimmy G just sealed that up with a run. Of course, in my head, Randy, I'm thinking back to, like, what? remember when he was on fire with San Francisco and he was running to the sideline and, and injured himself. And I'm like, what are you doing, bro? <laughs> and, he, and he went ahead and slid. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, because that was – uh, we were all out watching the games and it was against Kansas City when he mm-hmm. pours ACL just running to the sideline. Mm-hmm. You're like, man, crazy. But that's uh, the end of that season. <laughs> I, I I can't say I have a ton of faith that Denver's going to put it together, and I, I'm still not convinced that Russell Wilson has a lot of gas in the tank. We'll see what what Peyton and, and what they can get out of him, and I don't know how much of an answer we'll really get to anything about Washington or Denver this weekend, <laughs> other than it's probably going to be ugly. <laughs> That'll probably be another ugly football game. I would expect. <laughs> so, Shannon, let me ask you this, man. Uh, we've covered a lot of games, just a, a, several games we haven't talked about. But uh, what is, like, if you have, like, a takeaway from week one, other than we know it's week one, so don't get too carried away with it. But what what's your real, like, impression of, of either, like, what the hell or, oh, no. <laughs> like, it, like it, it feels a good is not so good. Like, like, what do you got, man? Um, <laughs> so quarterbacks that got paid, Joe Burrow, not so good. Daniel Jones, not so good. Josh <laughs> Allen, not so good. Not so good. Mm-hmm. You know, some of these guys that were like, oh, you got to pay me. You got to pay me. Mm-hmm. Well, you got paid. Now, what the hell are you doing? Sucking. I mean, the BSE is in full effect, bro. In week one, like, bro, Burrow was fourteen to thirty-one for eighty-two yards. Whew. 
that's just rough. Um, also, let's not forget for Josh Allen, he is the cover boy for Madden this year. So, not a great start. Uh, see, I, I haven't <laughs> the played, Madden curse is yeah. back. I don't think I've played Madden. I think the last time I played Madden was Madden 08. So Trust it, me, you're not missing anything. No, well. <laughs> End of Scary Movie 4, Randy. We are so fucked. Mm. <laughs> That's terrible. Uh, fun factoid, the Browns have three wins by 21 or more points over the last 10 years. All, All three are against, the, are against the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> Look, I know the weather was bad, y'all. I get it. And uh, Burrow's going to be better. I mean, I, he, he didn't have the preseason reps. He had the calf injury. Like, I understand all that stuff. Uh, but dear Jamar Chase, you might want to stop calling him the elves, bro. Just saying. Because y'all are the ones that came up short. Just saying. All right. <laughs> Bengals, first half, seven possessions, seven punts. Mm-hmm. That's just pathetic. Mm-hmm. The other thing, Justin, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. You know, everyone preseason was talking about the AFC and how – hard it's going to be to get into the playoffs and, mm-hmm. you know, beat Kansas City, blah, 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 blah. Well, Thursday night they lose. So if you're Cincinnati or Buffalo or any of these teams, I mean, doesn't the light bulb go on? Like, hey, we, we got we got one. We need to win. Yep. I mean, come on now. I, I hear you. You'd think. Oh, special dedication to my favorite name of the of uh, opening weekend, Puka Nakua. <laughs> Puka Power. Yeah, Pukachu. Um, ten catches, one hundred nineteen yards, targeted fifteen times. By the way, did anybody? Then Mark, you always you always do weird ass picks and pick them because you like to be a contrarian. Did your punk ass take the Rams to beat the Seahawks? I did not. Unbelievable. No wonder they won. Um, I'm just kidding. I'm just messing with you. I'm just messing with you. But I, look, uh, I, I hope that's not Geno regression, but man, I was disappointed in Seattle. Mm. Now, Randy, I know you're never going to be disappointed when Seattle is butt suck. I get it. Mr. 49ers fan. I understand. Uh, but that, I mean, kudos to the Rams. I mean, no Cooper Cup. They obviously, some injury issues. A ton of young people. And so much for F than picks, right? <laughs> um, I think they were 14 rookies on the roster. A ton. They got a ton. The Rams handed Seattle their worst home loss since they got shellacked um, 4-2-7 during the 2017 season. And including that win, that was also the Rams, uh, the Rams have won nine of the last 13 against Seattle. And Seattle had 12 yards of offense and only one first down in the second half. What the hell? Seriously? They're definitely on the wrong side of the BSC on that one. Yeah, Jeez. That, that that's the, yeah, that's full that's full BSC, dude. Full BSC. Looks like only one person took the Rams. This one's for you, Danny boy. Look at that. Oh, uh is that Whitfield? Might be Whitfield. Not 100% sure. Um. Yeah. Well, well, when you don't generate a pass rush and you give Stafford, you know, all time to make his throws, he's gonna be good. It's that's he's a veteran quarterback who's got a Super Bowl win. He's he's no, he's not like he's in the back half of his career where he's like on the downward slope. Right, he had right. a bad year last year because he had a lot of injuries. He just didn't have a good supporting cast this year. 
not a great supporting cast, but they're all gelling pretty well so far after week one. Now, granted, again, it's only week, week one, one, but that's I not know. bad. They'll no. all be on the injured list in a couple of weeks. So. Yeah, maybe. I mean, they get the 49ers next, so we'll see exactly. Oh, yeah, they're here. screwed. <laughs> nah, man, look, Puka Nakua is going to tear y'all up. Who are you fooling? <laughs> that's a hell of a name. That that's a great name. By the way, you remember the stat last year, Randy, that whoever played the 49ers the next week they lost? Yep. Pittsburgh gets Cleveland. So Cleveland could Ooh. be looking at two and oh. Oh. First place Cleveland. That'd be strange. That would be strange. That'd be strange. That'd be strange. All right, Jen, I'm gonna give you I, I think we went past your little time cut. So um uh, there's a lot of stuff we haven't talked about. Um, and we need to wrap segment one anyway, because uh, yeah. God bless. I've I've had a couple of beers and I'm I'm gonna need to pee. It's just the reality of the situation <laughs> here. So I need at least a a, a brief break <laughs> to go ahead and do that. So uh, I don't know what your timeline is, but there's a lot of there's a lot of things we haven't dapped up, we haven't raised a glass to, and we haven't done a salute of clock. I mean, we got all kinds of stuff we haven't done. So um, we at least need to have a salute of clock with you here. I mean, I can salute with you, but I can't drink anything. So, well, you can tell me what you drank earlier, because there's no way in hell that you knew you had to stop drinking at X time and you didn't have something earlier. Well, Gatorade and water, bro. <laughs> hey, look, look, respect. Sometimes you 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 got to do the right thing. So, yeah, it sucks. Trust me. Wait, way to be. I, I I would rather be slamming some beers right now, but. I need good numbers for the doctor tomorrow. <laughs> All right. Well, here's to having good numbers for the doctor tomorrow. Well, they're drawing blood, so, you know, they always want to check out everything and all that good stuff. Oh, well, be sure to rub one out tonight to you know, set your... <laughs> Relax yourself. Get a good night's rest. You know. hopefully... Oh, well, the wife took care of that early oh. this morning, so I'm good. <laughs> so, oh, it's, nice to know, it's nice to know you're putting that wiener whistle to good use over there. Good That's to, right. Good to know. <laughs> <laughs> thank God Thank God. They, the, the wives have no interest in listening to this podcast. Oh, I know. it. We'd all be divorced oh, at this point. Well, I wouldn't go that far, but I'd definitely More than have, likely. I'd probably have to sleep on the couch with some uh, uh, more frequency, I would say. <laughs> you sleep down there tonight, Mr. Podcast Recorder. Right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, um, all right. So I, I feel like we, we should raise a couple of glasses. So, all right. Um, Salute o'clock. What do I have? This I am enjoying a Corona Extra. <laughs> that is one drink I did not expect from you tonight. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Is that this is actually I think number three. Um, maybe it's if you two. had just oh, that's just like a Corona one. Extra, you might as well go and fucking play the lottery because holy shit. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, it, the, the it thing, has worked out. It has. It has. I've, I've had I've had a pretty good track record with the lottery. Uh, and I'm also enjoying a, a Jack Daniels and, and Mexico, uh, of course. So I do have a heavy hitter. I do have a heavy hitter. Well, here's the thing: like, I don't know. Every once in a while, I just feel I just feel like drinking Coronas. I haven't really let go of the summer yet. And the nice thing about the Coronas is, I mean, first of all, they go down like a fat kid on a seesaw. Always, all, 
Always, always the case. Always the case. But, you know, you, you don't feel bloated and heavy, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's pretty easy drinking. It's like hydrating while I'm drinking liquor. I mean, it's just the way that it goes. So, Valid. Valid, right? Uh, Randy, what you got, bro? <laughs> so, <laughs> I've got a uh, Monkey's Uncle Lemongrass Triple from Center of the Universe. Mm. A monkey's Uncle Lemongrass Triple? Mm-hmm. Mm. That sounds... Is, is that like uh, Robusto? That sounds like it would have some stank on it. Not necessarily um, in taste, but as far as like alcohol content. I mean, nine and a half. That's pretty strong. That's I mean, it's strong. A, it's still technically a Belgian triple. I just think they might. I'm guessing they throw lemongrass in there for a little extra something. But well. Shannon turned me on to this the one time we went to Kotu the for I think it was what E doing the the rounds for like oh, the bachelor party. Uh-huh. Oh, that was a fun night. It was. I'm so glad I went to that Mexican restaurant by Justin's. <laughs> What ask his friends going? I dropped five hundred bucks at the titty bar, man. I was like, "That's why I didn't go." He, <laughs> did you say he spent five hundred dollars at the what? Chips and salsa. Well, somebody was getting tits and salsa. Shannon was getting chips and salsa. Anyway, that's funny. That's funny. What you drinking, Mark? Yeah, Mark. What, yeah. You, what you got, man? Um, <laughs> couple good news. I'll say I, I should pro- I'll probably take my leave with the with the Twitter Terminator Exterminator as well. Uh, I've got one quick wrap up thing before I go. Um, but oh. Uh, oh, lights. I'm going uh, Topo Chico Hard Seltzer. Mm-hmm. Uh, very good exotic pineapple. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like this this will be a funny one because like Captain will be like ooh like good choice of brewery, and then he's gonna be sad at the end. But uh, dogfish head, yeah, punk, na- punk and ale, boo, <laughs> boo, exactly. You're you're, you're not. <laughs> but wrong. hey, the what the, the wife uh, the wife snagged me a six pack earlier, so I, I appreciate her for that, and uh, I enjoy the pumpkin beer, Mister Mister uh, Captain over there very much. Does not I respect? Just, just go ahead and throw it away. Throw it. Do everybody a favor. <laughs> just pour it down. I stand by my statement. If- Donovan McNabb drinks a pumpkin beer. Captain's head might explode. <laughs> what the fuck would. is that? <laughs> you trying to squeeze an inch in on me somewhere, huh? <laughs> pumpkin beer. You gotta be shitting me, Joker. Private <laughs> <laughs> Joker. Fucking pumpkin beer. I don't know about drafted who, but they tapped who? They drafted who? Yeah, pumpkin beer. Get the fuck out of here. Who the fuck is this? <laughs> this cocksucker might not even have a fucking green card. No. Get the fuck out of here, you motherfucker. <laughs> is that what the 49ers said to Trey Lance? <laughs> like, just, just curious. <laughs> just curious. Oh, uh, yeah, Mark. I, I, I don't. I don't like pumpkin beers, man. I, just, I get it. I get it. I don't like. I, I'm not. I don't care for Oktoberfest beer. I mean, I'll drink one. Right. I don't care for now. My wife Sarah loves Oktoberfest beers. I don't. I don't care for Oktoberfest beers. I find them too sweet, and I don't <clears> like <throat> pumpkin, pumpkin ale, pumpkin anything. I don't like pumpkin pie. I don't. You know, the only thing I like with pumpkins is carving them and then throwing them away. 
outside of that, I got no use. I got I got no use for those effing things. What's, what's funny? I'm definitely I'm definitely a seasonal pumpkin dude. Like I couldn't like I wouldn't enjoy drinking pumpkin beers year round. It's not I'm not that like into them. But uh, I don't know. It is something for me. You know, similar to like you and Corona. It's summertime for me. Like get, getting a good pumpkin beer come fall time. Just nice and refreshing. Uh, still, my my go tos these days are usually still uh, like sour sour ales. Like that's usually my my standard. I love me good good sour beer. But uh, yeah, come fall time, nice nice delicious pumpkin beer. My favorite is uh, the uh, pumpkin. I forget uh, what what brewer makes that, but uh, yeah. Uh, is that uh, uh, heavy seats, right? Yeah, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, what I'll do because uh, I we'll get you guys out of here. Um, we will raise a glass to a couple of things that we didn't have the chance to cover um, because we, quite frankly, like there were several weeks I thought we were going to record and it just didn't work out. <laughs> and then we had summer vacation going on and you know, beaches and this thing and that thing. And, you know, it was too hot for Mark or he was, you know, off at a <laughs> WNBA game um, or he was beating up Elton John and mugging him for his glasses and, you know, all these normal things. And I don't know what Randy was doing. It just didn't work out. <laughs> like our schedules didn't line up. Although we did catch up with Todd, that part was fun. But we just didn't record. It it just didn't work itself out. I thought we were going to have the NBA Finals. I thought we were going to have some other stuff. Um, so I will raise the glass to the Denver Nuggets um, for just you know. Look, Miami won one game, man. Gentlemen sweep, and they had to shoot forty eight percent from three to win game two. But Denver, <laughs> Denver was incredible. Jokic, Jokic and Murray were phenomenal. Uh, they had a triple doubles in Game Three. I mean, it, it, Denver was fantastic. Denver was fantastic, and Miami overachieved. You got to give them credit for getting there, but they just they didn't have it. Denver was phenomenal, and you know, uh, Joker clearly cemented his status as arguably the the best player in, in the entire world. Uh, it it morphed into an an art, you know, and I know it's a regular season award, but people were like, "See, he should have been the MVP," and I agree with that. Um, I think he should have been a, a the MVP. But kudos to Denver. The parade was fun. The sound bites were fun. I'm looking forward to see what they have, you know, in the tank for next season. And Joker's like, what they what he and what they did in the playoffs was incredible. What he did in the playoffs was nuts. It was just crazy, dude. He let all he let all playoff players in points, rebounds, assists. He shot fifty five percent from the field, forty six percent from three. He had ten triple doubles. Uh, he led the playoffs with six hundred points, two hundred sixty nine rebounds, one hundred ninety assists, all ranked first. I mean that is, it's never happened before. His postseason was just filthy, incredible, just incredible. Um, so. A tip of the cap, raising the glass to the Denver Nuggets. And they're young, man. They're not old. <laughs> they're not old. <laughs> they got good players on a contract. Favorable setup. I, you know, you got to earn it on the court. But that that was a fun run. That was a, that was a real, real, real fun run. So, to Denver on that one, y'all. To Denver. Mm-hmm. Joe Kitch got back home, got back home to his horses. What? Oh yeah, he, yeah, he got back on those horses. Don't worry. I still love the highlight of of him taking. Uh, I think it was Murray into the uh, into the pool or the the hot tub or whatever it was, just jumping in there with him. It was just that was just good, man. And you know, Malone had a great time. They definitely got a little feisty with the victory victory parade and the beers. It was great. I loved all that. I loved all of it. 
Um, and then also got to raise a glass to um, the the Vegas Golden Knights for bagging that Stanley Cup. Florida Panthers, man, they another gentleman sweep, and they they beat the hell out of them uh, in Game Five, not three. It was just a thrashing, but that was a fun story. And I'm sorry we didn't get to record over the summer. We missed the the darkness, the darkness retreat. We missed the, the Stanley Cup. We were in our own darkness retreat. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were. This is true. We were having fun with some other stuff. I mean, we had I had a great summer. I'm not gonna lie. Summer was super nice. Beach trips, Cape Charles, out of banks. This that. I mean, we had we had a good time. We had a good time. It was nice. It went by quickly. So it always does. It always does, but loved it. Had lots of fun with the family. Um, and I'm sorry. I mean, Todd gave me so much grief. I felt like every other text message from Todd was, when are we going to get a new episode of the Sports Brew, dude? <laughs> so, <laughs> soon enough, shut your face, country lurch. <laughs> we'll get there. Now we're back. There you go. I don't. <laughs> we won't disappear for at least four months, <laughs> five months. <laughs> You know, you, I think you get eight quality months of, of, of sports brew recording, and then there's like three months where you might as well just not count on it. <laughs> it don't, it don't <laughs> happen. That's about right. That's about right. So we need, we, we, need, we need a break to like, you know, maintain our, you know, high degree of, you know, professionalism and, and, you know, all that, right? Yeah. 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 Well, I, really, we need a break. We need a break to dry out. So we, we have we yeah, have th- we have three months in AA, and then we come back and just throw it all out the, out the window. We coming. We coming. <laughs> Tell toots. We coming. Yeah, we coming. Uh, I think that we should all storm Tooting's house and just uh, we should uh, maybe like late at night when his old ass is asleep, and we should just all um, have wiener whistles outside, and just just blow, just just blow all over the place, <laughs> crank them up, throw throw pennies at the window, and blow the meat whistles at him. You know, <laughs> I think that'd be pretty funny. Damn. Uh, he can stumble. He can stumble down. That'll be what seven thirty. Yeah, we, we just have to be there at eight thirty. He's probably already asleep. <laughs> 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 That's terrible. Best part is, is his kids would probably join in. Yeah, they might. Oh yeah, they might. But anyway, um, look, I, I, Mark, Shannon, I, I want to get you guys out of here so you can get some rest. I hope your doctor's appointment goes well, uh, MacGuffin. Um, if you have any kind of other, you know, final thoughts, feel free to throw that out. Either one of you, and uh, certainly look forward to catching up next week. It'll probably be Thursday again. We'll see how the week goes. I don't have as much material to get through now because I'm live. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, I'm yeah. current. So um, I had a couple of things that have been saved for a while, but mm-hmm. RIP to Ray Stevenson and yeah. RIP to Jim Brown. And oh, yeah. if you want to break out the end of the road, end of the road for Michael Orr and his family. Mm. Too, too soon. There you go, MacGuffin. Who else do we have to, like, we got a lot of RIPs, man. We got Bob Barker. Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett. Yep. Yeah, that sucked. Bray Wyatt, Terry Funk in the wrestling world. Yeah. Ray Stevenson's an extra big bummer because, man, I love that character in Ahsoka. 
So it sounds like a breakout role for him. I mean, every every time I see him on screen, just the presence he has and just the the the, the way he delivers his lines. Just I'm, I want to know more about this character. Like, yeah, it, I, it, uh, that's how like enraptured I am with just what he's brought to the screen so far. It's like, yeah. okay, I need I need some content on going back of his days in the Jedi Order. That's kind of like how I am right now with that character. Yeah, uh, and I don't know if I had this conversation with you, but um, I certainly had it with, with Whitfield, and I was like, dude, this guy's going to steal the show. You know what I mean? Um, love the character, love the setup, love how he's done it. I don't know how everything plays out, and I know that not everybody is live and current, so we won't deep dive. Brandy and I can talk about it more after you guys are gone. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, Stevenson does an amazing job, and whether or not he's a great Jedi, uh, we'll see how this plays out. But th- that guy is so on point, man. He's just stealing the show. It's just such a shame um, that he passed because I'd love to see what they would do. Again, I don't know how the show ends with him, but I'd love to see where that character goes. But phenomenal. Phenomenal the way he delivers certain things and uh, some of the moments in there. Fantastic. So that that's a tough one. And Bob Barker, that's a hell of a, you know what? That's not a rest in peace. That's a celebration of life, baby. 99. 99. Yeah. I think my, my favorite, uh, favorite quote, whatever, I, I won't steal it. I don't know who originally said it, but uh, how nice of him to you know make the 99 without going over 100. So I know. Was, that, that, was, that was all well. over the place, uh, and that's true. And I just, you know, <laughs> I think all, all of us are old enough that when you had a sick day, right? Oh, yeah. You watch, oh, yeah. You watch the price. Absolutely. Of you know what I mean? Remember to get your pet spayed or neutered. Um, <laughs> goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that's a celebration of life. That that guy, it's like Betty White. You know, you're sad that she died, but what an incredible life. And Bob Barker, yep. what an incredible life. And, um, Absolutely. you know, that that's a celebration of life. Certainly hope he rests in peace, but that's a celebration of life. You make it, you, you do, you accomplish what he did. You live as long as he did. You do all the things that he did. You did well for yourself, you know. You did. You did well. He did well, and I'm sure the the last chapters were tough. Didn't he have? Uh, he had Alzheimer's, didn't he? I believe so. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I, I, I can swear. I, I can swear I read that. But either way, 99 is pretty good. I just um, I, I'd like to believe that uh, was it Rod Roddy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Know, as long as the last thing he heard was that it wasn't. Bob Barker, come on down. We're good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, damn. <laughs> I mean, it is summer. It's a little toasty, but I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Bob, <laughs> Bob Barker, man. Respect. Rest in peace, buddy. Celebration of life, man. Uh, well. But, yeah. And then, and then, you know, Paul Rubens. Mm, you gotta have that was that. so shocking. You got to have that as well. I, you know, what's weird is that what's funny, though, about certain people is, like, I knew Bob Barker was old. Right, and I know uh, technically speaking, Pee Wee Herman. I knew he was old, but then like there are certain people you don't necessarily think they're as old as they are, yeah. and I think part of it is because you haven't wrapped your head around how old you are yet. Other than Mark, because Mark's still twenty eight or twenty five or whatever you're lying about these days, somewhere in there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Elton Mark over there. Um, but like, cause it's just it's just weird. It's just weird, man. <clears throat> the but, dude didn't age. <laughs> no, he, he looked great for his age. He looked great for his age. But, P, P, I mean, PB's Playhouse was iconic. 
Mm-hmm. And I, sure. I, I, it's, what's funny is how many people, you know, certain shows, like Lawrence Fishburne, like who, who's like Lawrence Fishburne, Pee Wee's Playhouse. But I mean, like, look it up. It's really funny. You know, um, there's just there's just oddball things. But that was that's a hell of an era. And that's another guy that quite the life uh, other than maybe some bathroom incidents. But just saying. Very true. <laughs> Very true. Uh, all right. You got anything else for me, McGuffin? Uh, I was just looking up the uh, death. Sinead O'Connor passed away. Tony Bennett. Yeah, um, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna have to do a follow up because I gotta play some music for Tony Bennett. We got some stories to talk about with Tony Bennett. Well, and you have like Steve Harwell from Smash Mouth. I mean, that oh, was surprising. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, fifty six. Yeah, that's real young. Well, it was liver cancer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was brutal from what I was hearing. Yeah, that, that's a that's a pretty that's a pretty terrible end. It's a pretty terrible end. Well, if I can uh, pivot, pivot real quick, yeah, uh, pivot. To Dear work, God, you know, please, like, please pivot. <laughs> like, man, um, it's, it's like it's like Ross on Friends. Pivot, pivot, exactly. pivot. Uh, no, there's this very very cool thing that uh, certainly people could could look up on their own some stuff about this. But uh, my mom has a. Uh, a friend. His name is Will, Will Will Turner. He's doing something right now. He started on Tuesday. Called this. He, he's calling it the C- Sierra Nine Fourteen. He's a big time endurance athlete. He's sixty five, and I mean, he's he did uh, one hundred and five Iron Ironmans in two years, That's which is obviously absurd. That that is um, absurd. So, dude is an unbelievable shape. But the Sierra Nine Fourteen that he started on Tuesday, he's got a film crew with him. Um, so shit. first, he's doing a. A uh, 15.6 mile swim in Lake Tahoe. Uh, then, and it's, you're doing all this over, over seven days. So, nine, 914 miles over seven days, 15.6 mile swim in Lake Tahoe. Uh, then he does, he's doing a 728 mile bike course. Uh, the bike course will have over 40,000 feet of climbing at elevations ranging from six to 9,000 feet. Nope. And, and then, once he's done with the bike course, uh, then he finishes it by running 170.4 miles around the Mammoth Lakes area. Nah, man. I mean, <laughs> that, that's a whole bunch of nope for me. <laughs> Fuck that. Just do it. No. <laughs> no. No. Pretty, no deal. Pretty incredible. So if anybody wants to look any of that stuff up, there's certainly a social media or you know sharing some pictures and things like that. Yeah. Uh, that'll be curious to see some of the footage once uh, he's done with it. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that is an unbelievable. Uh, uh attempts yeah. seven days of, of, of that dude like the like the try the 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 iron man iron women triathletes i mean like those people are so are just ridiculous there there's i mean kudos to them man because i'm like how do you have enough energy for this like what's going on seriously you know you know it's 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 something that's in the my, my brother recently had me not really the same thing but still People who push themselves to the limits. Um, I'll recommend this to anybody. Uh, had brother had me watch a documentary called uh, "The The Alpinist," and it's about this uh, Canadian uh, free climber named uh, John um, John something. I don't know. <laughs> Thanks. Canadian, that, that Canadian was, French name. I, that, I knew it earlier. <laughs> anyway, that was it. that was but great. Dude, I mean, he he goes. I mean, again, uh, all free climbing. So I mean, he's doing these crazy ice climbs, rock climbs. With nothing, with no protection, no, 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 your no lines, no nothing. So I mean, one wrong step, and you're done for. But like, his name is gr- Something Wong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What did you, you scroungy little fuck? Uh, 
Izan Mark Lafleur. I think that was his name. Mm. There we go. Um, there you go. But uh, yeah, I mean, one wrong step and you're done for. But like yeah. his girlfriend and all his friends, like, dude, like this is what this dude like goes to sleep and wakes up like wanting to do. It's what makes him happy. Yeah. He literally. But the funny thing was during the, the filming documentary, like they honestly couldn't find him for many days because he realized like he really didn't enjoy having the cameras on him. Like there's certainly some people who do climbing and free climbing who, you know, have, you know, relatively well-known names. I mean, certainly not going to be like popular athletes like Jordan, who we all know about, but you know, in the, in the climbing world they're known about, but like he didn't want people to know about him and he didn't care. He just did it because he loved it. And I'd say that to me kind of echoes some of these crazy endurance athletes. And it's just like, yeah, we can't relate to it. I can't relate to it. I can't fathom doing something like this. It's yeah. incredible. I can't fathom doing it, but for the people who do it, clearly they do it because it's just in them. Like it's something that wakes them up and drives them. Uh, and you know, kudos. I I can't even imagine doing any of this. But I I uh, like if if there's a, a triathlon with beer drinking and video game playing and and being making fun of people, I'm there. But if it if it's mountain climbing biking 80 miles and running like some obscene no 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 leroy (laughs) nopkins is what that is not happening (laughs) i already know it's too hot for mark so that's out (laughs) (laughs) not doing it that's you know i'm gonna join mark and just be nestled into the couch you owe me for one jelly donut. You're damn right. <laughs> yes. And then we're gonna get all fat and sassy. And then we're gonna get all, dude. I was talking to one of my uh, coworkers, and and I, and I made a an off the cuff reference to fat and sassy. He had no idea what I was, what I was talking about. I'm like, bro, come here. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to introduce him to fat and sassy. All right, Shannon, 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 Shannon. I want you to go out on this. This is my request of you. Okay. I want your numbers to be good. I want them to draw blood like like Dracula, and all the numbers are good. Okay, whatever numbers they're looking for, your cholesterol or your oh, yeah. fuck facery shit. or whatever it is they got to check for. Okay, this I want you to I want you to intro. I want a bull's intro for your test tomorrow. Are you ready? <laughs> Let's do this, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> Remember pickle Rick distance, MacGuffin. Pickle Rick. Pickle Rick. And now it's time to take your blood pressure. Phone colonoscopy. You can do this. Drop the jars. <laughs> <laughs> Off once. <laughs> <laughs> Let me take your temperature. <laughs> Let me listen to your heart. It's just a little pump. <laughs> or it's just a little prick. Either way. Either way. Pee into this cup. <laughs> Pee into this cup, please. Thank you. Now get the fuck out of my office. A little cough with the wiener whistle, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> anyway. 
<laughs> All right, MacGuffin. All right, uh, go go See get some re- gentlemen. Go get some rest, Mark. Uh, go get some rest. It's good to catch up. It's great to catch up, man. I know it's been like three and a half, four months, and I, although I don't quite recall the last time Mark showed up. So it's been a minute, but it's it's good to catch up. It's good to see you, even though I lost eyesight in like one of my eyes from looking at your face directly with those you know uh, light reflecting discs on your dome. Uh, I, I appreciate that. Thank you for blinding me. Welcome. I'll get you a pair. <laughs> Only for Halloween. Only there for Halloween. Go. I think it would be funny though if we. Uh, you know what would be great for Halloween is if we all uh, uh, cosplayed as Mark. I'd 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 love to know who had the best has the best Mark costume. (laughs) Can I just pretend to pee on my HVAC unit on the side of my house? Can I do that? I can do that. I've got it. I've got it done, man. (laughs) I mean, you could do a series of like pictures. You could do uh, passed on the couch under uh, Redskins blankets. uh, A whole like series of uh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know they stacked shit that high. Well. Well. Walk, walking back to Carytown on the highway and shit like that. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. We'd we'd make Matt do that walk. There you go. <laughs> anyway, gentlemen, it was great to see y'all. I'll, Likewise. I'll, I'll bullshit and get inside. It's great to catch up, man. Go get some rest. Shannon, I hope your appointment goes well. Stay healthy, my friend. You know I love you guys. All right, uh, Mark, go get some rest. Shannon, go get some rest. We'll catch you on the flip side. And uh, good night. Uh, Randy, good night now. Randy, you good to help me finish this thing off? Oh, yeah, no problem. All right, pro, I, I still have... a. Uh, well, I mean, it's Corona. I have one more Corona to drink. Uh, exactly. All right. Good night, MacGuffin. Good night, Mark. Can't believe you're drinking Corona. <laughs> I mean, what do you want, man? It's easy drinking. Uh, yeah, Shannon, Shannon, I know, I know. Shannon dipped out. He didn't even like. I don't even. I don't even remember when he said good night. He just. He just flat out disappeared. They both just dipped. They're like, all right, uh, peace, well, fuck off. It's one a.m. <laughs> what are you? What are you gonna do? All right. Um. Uh, this is not going to count as an official break. I think this is just one gigantic ass podcast. Whatever. F it. Uh, much like uh, Josh Allen and Rex Grossman, F it. We're going deep. So that's what you get. Where was that sound bite? You trying to squeeze an inch in on me somewhere, huh? Yeah, somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. We're not saying where. Over the rainbow. Maybe. Uh, you, yeah, no, no. It's it's, it's uh, definitely bathroom break o'clock. Todd, I hope this podcast is random and dumb enough for you. I do. I'm sure I will get a mystery text at some point over the next couple of days from you. You guys weren't drunk enough. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's because I'm drinking Corona. What do you want? Anyway, uh, we'll be back in just a moment. <laughs> All right. Yeah, whew, that's better. Man, bathroom break was uh, muy necesito. That was like a straight hour and 50 minutes. <laughs> great day anyway I'm, I'm a little disappointed that Whitfield didn't show up tonight we figured <laughs> we figured his bitching about uh everything would be a, a worthwhile addition but it did not happen so maybe next week Whitfield maybe next week I don't think he has the gas to make it these late nights and still turn around and, and get to work honestly doubtful yeah, his gripes are unfounded. Unfortunately, it's you know, it's, <laughs> what you, Randy, are you are you are you going full Alex Trebek? Fuck him! What are you saying? I mean, I could easily <laughs> like fuck him if I really wanted to, but it's just the idea that <laughs> you know, it's football. Every play that could happen, you know, that's true. We as we, I mean, as we know, Rogers was suffering from calf issues during training camp, and 
you know, the way that it stretched out when you saw in the replay, the way everything got compacted and the calf just gave out. I mean, that happened to Kevin Durant in the playoffs that one yeah. year where you literally you saw having you calf do. issues. And next thing you know, you watch him go take a jump shot and you just see this explosion inside his calf, yeah. essentially, because his Achilles just went, nope, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Peace out. So I, I hope that he's able to recover and get back on field. It's going to make for a, a pretty interesting redemption story, a redemption arc, if you will. Uh, we'll see if he can, you know, he's got to get through the rehab and get back. And I hope he's able to do that. Uh, I'm intrigued by what that team could be, but they're definitely going to have to improve the uh, offensive line. And dear God, if he says he doesn't like plays with a couple locks, find other plays. You, <laughs> you're capable of this. Capable of it. I'm calling it now. He'll be. He'll probably end up winning comeback player of the year next year. Okay. Well, I wouldn't be opposed to that. All right. We got a couple things to clean up, and then we'll get on out of here. Um, Eagles Patriots and of course uh, Eagles Vikings tonight because we're recording on a Thursday, 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 Throwdown Thursday. Um, now I did not watch the Thursday night game. I just kind of I kind of kept note of the score and some some headlines as they were flying through. A uh, lot of fumbles for Minnesota. That's brutal. And of course that uh, Jefferson fumble that ended up being a touchback. That's I, I, people are going to hate on that, but that's the rule, y'all. What are you going to do? Um, yet again, you have a situation where Minnesota, Minnesota is close, but can't quite seal, seal the deal. And look, last year they got a lot, they won a lot of what, like some crazy amount of one score games. Yeah. You know, this is the, the pendulum is swung, you know, and that's where you're at a competitive team. They're, they're better. They're going to win some games obviously, but these tight games, man, they just don't always go your way and turnovers are rough and against the bucks. You know, uh, in week one, there was one throw that Cousins had in the end zone. I think it was to Osborne, and the DB just basically took it away from the guy. Uh, but kudos to Baker Mayfield, who I certainly don't have high expectations for him <laughs> in Tampa. But Tampa worked for that one, man. And, you know, the turnovers just, they, they just kill you. They just kill you. And Minnesota's not, they're just not good enough to overcome the, you know, I mean, the Bills couldn't no, do it against not. the Jets without Aaron Rodgers. You have too many turnovers. I mean, it's just, it's points off the board. It's opportunities wasted. It's opportunities given to the other team. It gets you in trouble. Well, they're drive killers. They're momentum swingers. It's yeah. one of those things where, I mean, obviously with like with Tampa, you, you have to give, uh, Mayfield credit. He started off kind of slow and sluggish, and then it seemed like as the game went on, he kind of found his footing and started making plays and nothing flashy, but he did what he had to do to get the win. He just made fewer mistakes. Yeah, I mean, Baker Mayfield, if nothing else, is kind of gutsy, and he'll take some hits, and it's like he gets fired up. I almost feel like Baker Mayfield does better when he gets tattooed a couple of times. I know that's a weird thing to say, but I think he kind of likes that, <laughs> you know? And he obviously has more time to study since he's not making all these commercials anymore. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Just saying. So uh, do I feel bad for the Vikings? No, I'm a, I'm a Green Bay fan. Of course I don't feel bad for the Vikings. But um, it's just, I, all kidding aside, I think it's just kind of regression to the mean. you know. But you got to cut the turnovers down. And Philly isn't right. Philly isn't right. And they got up on the Patriots, and then the Patriots got back in it. And for the life of me, I still don't understand. Uh, I want to say the score was 22 to 14, and the Patriots were in field goal range, and they elected to go for it instead of kicking a field goal. And in that moment of that game, I thought they should have taken the points. Um, they had lots of opportunities late, 
and they, yeah. they they just couldn't quite get over the hump. They had some close plays. There was a sideline throw where the guy just couldn't get his. I think it was booty. And he just couldn't get the second foot down. Um, but certainly, you know, Bill O'Brien being there, the offense feels much livelier. Uh, and, and again, you had turnovers. I mean, Zeke fumbled the ball early. Uh, that was tough, but Philly doesn't feel right, and I don't know if they're just not going to be the team they were last year. Obviously, some roster turnover, and then they're you know some of their players have some age on them, so they're a year older. But um, and then you've had also turnover with with the coaches, so you got a little brain drain. You have a talent drain. Um, that that's a lot. I mean that, and they have the weight of expectations, which they didn't necessarily have as much of. Uh, and that can shift some things. Plus, Jalen Hurts got paid. So, you know, we'll kind of see. But at the moment, it doesn't feel like the same Eagles team. So they're probably a smidge lucky to get out of uh, New England uh, with that win. And, you know, I, I, you certainly can't count on all those fumbles. So, <clears throat> no, feel- it really kind of felt like I was surprised with New England. Um, I, I was, but I thought about saying, you know what? It's week one. Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna chalk it up to being week one. But to be up 16 nothing like that and then here comes new england you're kind of going wait a second what's going on here because just because it's just uncharacteristic of what we were what we expect um out of a team that just went to the super bowl yeah and maybe that's part of it It could be the super bowl hangover could be and all could be but then i'm sitting here watching tonight and if it wasn't for the miscues if it wasn't for four turnovers and the fact that Osborne clearly just doing his best Kadarius Tony uh, impersonation because he dropped a lot of easy passes tonight. Uh, it was one of those things where you look at it and go, "Okay, you take if you eliminate those, and given the score, you're going. There's a chance Minnesota could have pulled this one out." And it's just like, "Damn, I, okay, that's week two, but it's a Thursday night game." You, so it's one of those things where you're like. Damn, it's Thursday night, and we know we get a lot of shit fests on Thursday night football. This is true. <clears throat> short <laughs> short weeks are brutal turnarounds. I, I mean, I get to look forward to one next week because mm-hmm. it's the Niners and the Giants. Well, at least the Giants seem abjectly terrible. So, <laughs> yeah, but again, it's Thursday night. And I'm just I'm not going to trust it. But it's just no. the idea that you're right. There's something not right with Philly. There's something there that. I'm sure at some point they'll iron it out, but they do have a first place team schedule, which they yep. didn't have last year. Yep. And I don't see them having that long undefeated streak like they had last year. Someone's someone's going to kind of come up and smack them in the face and make them realize, Hey, we, we really need to kind of get on our shit and fix the get whatever's done needs to be fixed, fixed. Well, I mean, if, if Hertz falls off a little bit, if the defense falls off a little bit, if the secondary falls off a little bit, you know, I mean, those, individually may not be that big of a deal, but collectively, once you add all those little bits up, it ends up being a lot of bit, you know? And, and we'll see uh, how much they miss Shane Steichen as well. A lot. So. I think they're going to miss him a lot. Steichen had the Colts. I mean, they. I think they played hard. You know, I think they played hard. So, again, there's just enough of a of a, of a, a coaching drain, a brain, brain trust drain, and then – turnover with the players I mean every, every year is unique in its own way for the way your roster is built at a given time so success in a previous year doesn't guarantee much of anything the next it's very very hard I mean the system is designed to pull elite teams back down you know what I mean 
that, mm-hmm. that's what the NFL does. You know, I, I, I hate to chalk a lot of stuff up to parody, but it's it's just difficult to go year to year to year and elevate and maintain. It's just the league is 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 not conducive to that. Um, you either have to have and some incredible work as far as a draft class and some health and some luck, but you know you get a first place schedule, it shifts it, and then if you have a little bit of a drop off, it it just shifts the narrative a little bit. So we'll see. I, I, there's no, I'm not panicking or anything like that for Philly. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't anyway. But they'll be fine. They just may not be as good. And, and same thing for Minnesota. You know, they just regression to the mean. They got a lot of fortuitous, you know, breaks last year. They won a lot of games, maybe that they shouldn't have, but they they just found a way until the playoffs, and they found their way out of the playoffs. And Philly, you know, they were fortunate that that Purdy got hurt. I, I'm not saying they wouldn't have beat the 49ers, but um, it certainly changes the nature of that game, you know. Oh yeah, so that, that it was a great run, but this is a new, it's a new year, it's a new season, it's a new, it's a it's a new team. So uh, sure, you got holdovers, that's true, but they lost they lost a lot of people, so uh, that's always tough, and they, they clearly look like they're still finding their footing. Um, we'll have a better feel for that again. The quarter pole will tell us a lot. Uh, and then maybe a, a Philly-Dallas game will tell us a, quite a bit. Yeah, because if Dallas keeps playing the way they actually played against the Giants, that's well, that's going to uh, make the East a little interesting. The NFC East should be combative good. You know, should be. Uh, Dallas will do Dallas things. People will be overconfident, and they'll eat some games they shouldn't, and then we'll see if they flame out in the playoffs. But Well, the, well Dallas gets the Niners in Week 5. So yeah. that's going to be probably the litmus test for them that'll be a big one because it, it again it just feels you know watching that 49ers Steelers game uh Brandon Ayuk having a I mean certainly had a great game and I love that highlight with McCaffrey popping off for that big ass touchdown run I think it was like 60 or 65 yards yeah but who was out there throwing a big ass block Brandon Ayuk <laughs> Um, I mean, but uh, you're, yes, that's one of the key cornerstones to any good running game. Your wide receivers and your tight ends can block. Mm-hmm. But uh, man, McCaffrey looked fast. Woo, man! He and, looked- he's, and he's going to be get a full season in that offense. Yeah, yeah. That, they'll be, if if you know, you always have the qualifier of health. But uh, I, I think the way that last season ended, uh, the Forty ers are going to be hella motivated, and um, it's a shame that. You know, Trey Lance just it just didn't click for him there. And look, let's be honest, the 49ers were bailed out by Brock Purdy. I mean, they just oh, were. Yeah. That it, you know, and I think next week, what is it? It's the first time a number one drafted quarterback is facing a Mr. Mr. Irrelevant, Irrelevant quarterback, which is I mean, it, it's it's gonna be an anomaly because how many quarterbacks are taking with the last you know, there's plenty of that actually end up starting a game. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that that's a that's an oddball thing, but it's but we're a, see, we're seeing more and more quarterbacks that are getting drafted later, actually getting shots. I mean, yeah. think about Howell, who's coming out and you know he didn't light the world on fire, but no, he's definitely the entrenched starter. That team is playing for him. Some of those passes that McLaurin had, dude. Whew, he McLaurin uh, it just amazes me how how he just catches some of those passes. 
Yeah, Washington is interesting. I don't know what their ceiling is. I think they have a reasonable floor <clears throat> as far as competitiveness. I will give some kudos to Arizona. I didn't expect them to have as much fight in them as they did, uh, particularly on the road. And I will say, you know, I, I grew up with the with the Redskins, of course, the Gibbs era, and I remember, I vaguely remember the the Broncos. Super Bowl, but I certainly remember uh, Washington just shellacking Buffalo, and that 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 team was incredible. But it was great to see number one Dan Snyder sell the damn team and get the f out of there. That was phenomenal. I loved that. Um, but it was wonderful to actually see a a home field advantage again there, <laughs> which I know is a weird thing to say, but they haven't had it in a long time because you know uh, at some point. I stopped buying, I stopped going to games because that was the last real protest I had was just to not feed any money to the Dan Snyder dumpster fire. Well, um, you and probably a lot of other people too. Yeah, no, a lot of people Obviously did. that yeah. game showed that yeah. now that he's gone, people are more than happy to go back. There's a lot of goodwill for Harris. It doesn't mean he's going to be a good owner. It just means he's not Dan Snyder <laughs> and that counts for something. But, again, I'll give Arizona some credit for having some fight in them. Sam Howell, it's easy to forget that there were projections that he could be a first-round, you know, pick, and then he, he returned to school, had kind of a up, you know, a little bit of a rough season. But UNC had a lot of talent exodus. But I want to say they took him into fifth. So mm-hmm. he had some nice moments. He had some rough moments. He took some hard hits for sure. He got debacled on the sideline by somebody. Uh, helmet to helmet. He took some rough hits, and he's going to have growing pains. He doesn't have a ton of, obviously, game reps. So what you hope is that he flashes enough uh, that the pairing with B enemy is good, and you just see progression over the course of the season. Uh, maybe, maybe he's the guy, maybe he's not. But he's got a decent arm. Uh, he clearly can pick up some yards on the ground. Um... But he's he's got to know when the when the play's over and when not to take a hit. And he he got blown up a couple of times, and that's that's a hard way to stay on field. You keep getting lit up. That uh, that sack fumble late in the second quarter was pretty brutal. Um, ended up giving a touchdown to the Cardinals, minute thirteen ten at the half, I believe. That was tough. And there, there's a lot of growing pains and a lot of just learning. You know, being in there and, and getting the reps and, and you know, playing the regular season. And <laughs> I certainly thought that the crowd, that the rejuvenated franchise, the new ownership, I felt good about them winning that game. But that was more difficult than I thought it was going to be. I'm not alone in that one. And Sam Howell had moments. Had moments, but he he had some rough chapters in that game as well, and that's probably just going to weigh is just the way that team's going to be, and that's okay if they're if they're fighty competitive, I'll take that. Well, it helps you guys have a good defense too. It that, does. And that I, is and, really, you know, helps offset some of the issues the offense has. Not all of them, because you know, there's going to be times when the offense just needs to sustain a drive to give the defense some rest, and as long as that happens. You guys are going to be in games. You're going to be competitive. You're going to have probably get more wins than anybody gives you thinks you were going to get to begin with. Maybe we'll see. There's, there's a lot of year left, 
I think division. The, I think the NFC East will be competitive, good. I'm not saying all the teams are good, but I think the the division itself will be competitive, good. Uh, and hopefully, they can steal one from Philly and steal one from uh, Dallas, and and then when they play the Giants, just you know, uh, beat the brakes off of them. That made me happy. We'll see though. Uh, but I, I I do like in the third quarter, uh, Sam Howell took off on third and goal, ran that in. He, he's got some scrambling ability. He can certainly run. I think there is upside there, and hopefully he just this year he has a decently high floor. Uh, I think the team's going to be competitive, fighty. I don't know that they're going to be competitive good, you know. Um, and here's to Chase Young actually playing. <laughs> that itself would also be a win. Yeah, for uh, sure. For sure. So, um, we I think we talked about Ryan Tannehill and his three picks. Just gross. Uh, good for uh, Carr getting a win uh, down there with the Saints. Saints defense, I think, is going to be pretty good. Um, I'm actually going to use uh, – I'm pretty sure I'm going to use the Saints. I'm trying to remember who they're playing this week, but uh, I think Carolina. And I think I'm going to use uh, – I think I'm going to use New Orleans as my survivor pick uh, this Might week. Might not be a bad idea. Mm-mm. You always got to feel out the early part of the season. So you, you hate to burn some teams. I got Washington out of the way last week in Survivor, which feels good because I certainly don't look at the rest of the year and be like, you know, ooh, let me take Washington here. I don't want to chance that. Um, <clears throat> I will say kudos to the Dolphins and, you know, Tua. Man, he had a rough he had a rough go of it last year with the concussions and the hits and the injuries. So it's nice to see him out there just kind of uncorking um, some sweet throws. Uh, he doesn't have the strongest arm, but what he does have is really excellent ball placement. Um, some of those throws were just pretty. It, it, even someone who was under duress, he made some nice throws. From For the Chargers, though, I got to tell you, man, if you're a Chargers fan, you just have to be like, seriously? seriously what do we have to do? <laughs> Chargers going to charge Chargers going to charge her, man. Just ridiculous. Uh, Tua, by the way, threw for... Uh, 466 yards. It's the fourth most in an, in an opener. Tyreek Hill was just nasty, obviously. I mean, Tyreek does Tyreek things for sure. Uh, but Tua had 466. Tyreek Hill had 215 receiving yards. They're the first duo in a season opener to eclipse 450 passing yards and 200 receiving yards since. You want to throw a guess out here? Oh, I mean, I could easily say... Either Montana and Rice or Steve Young and Rice. It, it's a great guess. It is not those guys. I'll give you a hint. The last pair to do it were also Miami Dolphins. Oh, Dolphins, huh? hmm So I'm going to just I'll, wager a guess uh, that quarterback would be Dan Marino. That the quarterback is Marino. It, and I, I figured you get the quarterback. It's the wide receiver that makes that tough. Um. Was it Duper? Nope. A- excellent guess, because I think that's where most people would go. It's Fryer. 94. Okay. Oh, that's right. I forgot Fryer was on the Dolphins yeah, in 94. They, li- they lit somebody up. I think Marino threw like five touchdowns or something obscene. Yeah, see, I would think the 84 team with mm-hmm. uh, the way that team just absolutely and annihilated everybody I in like his the, rookie year. I like the people that are – that, uh, and, and this is old man yells at cloud moments. Forgive me. <laughs> but I like the people – like Marino made some well, – first of all, Joe Montana was talking about how great Marino was, right? Which mm-hmm. is which is legit. I mean, it is. Now, you know, 
Montana obviously is 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 a legendary all time iconic player. Period. End of story. Full stop. But I think some of these like all time greats also understand, you know, when they're on a great team, they appreciate the fact that they were on a great team. And I think Montana is smart enough to say, "Up, look, people are going to argue that I'm the greatest. I was part of a wonderful organization. We had a lot of success." I was part of it. It wasn't all me. I was part of it. Um, and Marino arguably had a little bit less to work with there. <laughs> um, but when they were talking about my, uh, Marino being one of the greatest, if not the greatest quarterback ever, and there was some article talking about Marino throwing for 6,000 yards in, t- in today's environment. And, you know, th- this, again, this is old man yells at clouds. A lot of people that, that clearly are not old enough to have seen him play are just like, whatever. And it's like, dude, you don't realize, like, that guy had, I think, the quickest release of any quarterback I've ever seen in my life. He could read the field, the you I mean, know, similar to, like, how Peyton was. I mean, just, he would just drop back, take, like, a couple seconds, and then the poof. ball was gone. Yeah, I mean, his, his throw, his release was just nasty. <laughs> Dan Marino, in today's environment, today's rules with the way things are, whether he makes six, I think he'd make six. <laughs> I think he could make in a seventeen-game season with today's rules. Hell yeah! Um, if you could Can take, you imagine like, some of those quarterbacks from the eighties who actually, you know, had to be tough and take the lumps. And mm-hmm. think about what John Elway could do in his prime in today's, you know, in today's NFL. And I mean, El- Elway would be a beast. Elway Warren would be a Moon. beast. Yeah, Warren Moon would be lethal. Um, and, and Dan, Dan Marino, I mean, it, it's like, look, Tom Brady had a good arm, right? Tom Brady didn't move around a lot. Didn't have to, right? I'm not saying he never, he never took off. He never scrambled. I'm not saying that, but he had great pocket awareness, but I don't think anybody goes, man, Brady, best deep arm ever. Can you imagine, you know what I mean? Dan Marino lining up behind just dealing with some of these defenses, having some of these offensive skill position players. I mean, Marino mm. would be absolutely effing lethal, dude. You just couldn't cut block. You need to protect him. You got to you got to keep the guy clean. But Marino would just just air assault people. <laughs> I mean, it just it would be ridiculous. It yeah, be, there's a lot of quarterbacks that I that if I saw play in today's NFL environment, that I'm just like, yeah, you guys have no idea exactly what you'd be getting yourselves into. Mm. Just because they're lethal during their day and age. Imagine yeah. you give them all this extra well, I mean, protection. What did he throw for like 5,000 plus yards in 1984? Mm-hmm. Like who the hell was doing that then? Nobody. Nobody. You're lucky, You're lucky if you got 4,000 yards back then. Yeah, probably, probably like, oh, look, I threw for 3,000. It's a great year. <laughs> because back then it was more about, you know, defense and the run game. Yeah. Different era. It's a different era for sure. Uh, Falcons might be a little bit of a throwback to a different era this year, by the way. Uh, B. John Robinson, baller. Algier, baller. I don't know. It's how a good, the one-two punch. I don't know how good the Falcons legitimately are because I think the Panthers are probably going to be pretty terrible. But kudos to them. But that that uh, that B. John Robinson play where he caught the ball and just stuck his foot in the ground and like did a hesitation pause <laughs> was so pretty. It was so pretty. It was so pretty, man. Uh, first Falcons opening uh, uh, win on opening day since 2017, man. Been a minute. 
Yeah, been a minute for y'all. <laughs> uh, Ravens, of course, you know, finished off the Texans. No surprise there. Shame about J.K. Dobbins. Really is. Torn Achilles. Yeah. That guy's had health issues. And I would imagine that's probably the end of him in Baltimore from, you know, given his contractual status where he's at. Uh, so that's unfortunate. But um, I'll, I'll, I'll give the Texans credit. They really, you know, did play hard. They did. Um, they did. I, they did. I'm, I'm really curious. You know, not bad for D'Amico Ryan's first mm-hmm. game. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that team develops under him. Um, if they can do similar things to, say, what Dan Campbell has done or uh, Robert Sala, that team is in, in the next few years is going to be uh, a pretty tough out for anybody. Yeah. Well, culture, attitude, and then mm-hmm. obviously you got to develop players, develop your roster. So we'll see what C.J. Stroud turns into. Um, love the fact that, you know, he caught his own first NFL pass. It's always funny. And anytime something like that happens, people always bring up Brett Favre since his first career completion was also to himself. So that always makes me chuckle. Um, but for Baltimore, Zay Flowers looks like he's legit. About time they actually hit on one of their wide receiver picks. Uh, so that's good. So I will say but for as much money as Lamar got, mm-hmm. he didn't look like he deserved that money. I know uh, it was only week one, but I know. just I, I I expect more out of someone. I mean, of course, we're seeing a bunch of guys who got paid who just underperformed. But yeah. it's just the idea that if you're gonna go out there and basically demand a specific type of contract because you're your own agent and you get at least something of what you wanted, I would expect you to go out there and show that you deserve it. Yeah, and. Week one, again, it's week one, so by week four we'll know more, but it's just the idea of go out there and take charge of the game, especially against a team you know you should easily walk all over, Mm -hmm. and just be like, yep, see, your your faith is uh, well-placed with me, especially you give me all that money. But, again, we'll see. It's just – it's kind of – I won't say disheartening, just kind of disappointing that he didn't take control of the game like I felt like he should have. Yeah. Understood. You know who needed to take control of a game is the damn Chargers defense. Which look, let, let me tell you, Dolphins Chargers was defense. A, yeah, what? Your, What's defense? You remember remember that Peyton Manning commercial? Your defense is offensive. <laughs> that yeah, that was uh, that yeah. was definitely that game. That was that game, and I, I look. Again, two in Tyreek, hell of, hell of a day. Eckler had some nice moments. But that stupid-ass Chargers defensive defensive penalty late in the first half. Man, you, time's getting ready to expire. It's and like, th- why? And that knuckle, why? knucklehead pushed the wide receiver down. I mean, he pushed him in the upper back. You don't think the refs are going to see that? Stupid. It was just stupid. It, and, was, a, it was basically the dude, you know, Tua chucked it up. All you have to do is play the ball. Don't mm-hmm. worry about the other guy. Play the ball. It it was it was a dumb play. It was a dumb play, and they paid the price for that, because you know if 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 you don't give up, you don't give up that that field goal, that changes the nature of the game, right? You know, again, take the points, right? But Tua, hell of a game. Tyree Kill, incredible. Uh, but the Chargers, man, I I swear to God, it feels like they're just they're gonna have a good offense. 
and they're just gonna find they're gonna manufacture ways to lose. It's just it's just weird. Although I, I, I do I, I just don't get it because they've got good pieces on know, that defense. I know, I know. And they'll they'll do something where you go, okay, they got this figured out, and they do something else, you're like, seriously? <laughs> like, what's wrong with you? That just seems to be the Chargers under Staley. That's yeah, the problem. I know. I, they, I, they find ways to lose. Yes. Which is weird because it, it feels like it's been that way for, I don't know, 15 years, 20 years. It's just Chargers going to – But more so, with, more so with him. I mean, think about it. <clears throat> what was it, two years ago? They are on the cusp of at least eyeing the Raiders and both teams making it in the playoffs. And then uh-huh. he does the bonehead thing of – basically insulting the Raiders and the Raiders are like, okay, screw you. We're going to go and win this game and you guys are out. Yeah. It, it was dumb. It was dumb that it really did feel like the Raiders were essentially going to concede that. And then they were like, nah, nah, <laughs> I'd forgotten about that. Thanks for reminding me. Mm. It's like he has no situational awareness as a head coach. And that's pretty important. <laughs> yeah. A little bit, a little bit. All right. Uh, I think we've we've covered a ton of territory. I think uh, one we might as well just start wrapping up so we can get out of here. Right. I will say, um, since our other two have pieced out, uh, I have a hundred percent, excuse me, thoroughly enjoyed Ahsoka. I've loved it, and I know some people. I, I feel like with every Star Wars show, somebody complains about it being slow, and it's like, what do you want? To, you want a lightsaber battle nonstop every fucking episode? Like, what do you want? Um, cause to me, I think the payoff and we don't know how it ends yet. We got what episode six, seven, and eight. Yep. Forthcoming. But what I've told like, uh, Whitfield and I've had this conversation multiple times on some of these shows. I'm like, man, you got to remember you're seeing an hour or a 40 minutes or 35 minutes and you got to wait a week. I was like, you know, get through it and you go back and you rewatch it. The pacing is going to feel different to you look at it more like chapters but anyway i've super enjoyed it and this show feels like such fun if you want to say it's a little fan servicey you can <clears throat> i'm not going to argue against you but i feel like ahsoka is such a gigantic payoff and i was late to the party i'm not gonna lie i was late to watch the clone wars animated show i was and i was late to rebels but and I know that we've certainly had this conversation that Ahsoka is essentially Rebel Season 5. Because it is. <laughs> but it feels like there's so much payoff for for fans that watch those two shows in Ahsoka. Now, you don't have to have watched those shows to appreciate Ahsoka. But I think if you did watch those shows, you watch Ahsoka and it's it's different level for you. Oh, without a shadow of a doubt. <clears throat> you know? There's just certain things in the show that unless you've watched Clone Wars <laughs> and Rebels... You're not going to really fully grasp the concept of what they're going for here. No. And it's just this whole understanding and going, I remember that from this season. I remember that from this season. Okay, they're calling back to this. This is great. They're having these little little things that just add up and add to the experience. Yeah. And it's the, the nice thing is it's like, and I've been saying this for a while now. Uh, it's like, you know, just trust in Filoni and what he's doing because he created the Clone Wars. He created mm-hmm. Rebels. These are his characters mm-hmm. that he's that he's worked with for many years. And he was also handpicked by George Lucas to actually kind of succeed him in a lot of respects. Well, made so, a damn good choice, that's for sure. 
so you you want someone who knows Star Wars, loves Star Wars, can make it make anything he does feel like Star Wars. And this is what, and I've had this discussion before because uh, Matt had introduced me to his friend Sean, who does Phantom Empire. So I've been doing Star Wars podcasts with him. So yeah, you been, know what's funny? I was getting uh, I was getting ready to ask you because I, I I could swear you you do some other podcast, you know, some Star Wars centric things. So I was getting yeah. ready to ask you what the name of it was. <laughs> Yeah, it's called Legacy of Star Wars, mm-hmm. um, but they're doing it. The the Ahsoka review shows are they're through the Fandom Empire mm-hmm. uh, YouTube page. So, it, but it's interesting is these have that original trilogy feel. Like, mm-hmm. what got you into Star Wars? This is the feeling you get while watching this series, and it's it's just some of it's nostalgia, but still the, the writing is done well the acting is done well i mean think about ray stevenson of balen skull like i said uh, this is a dude great. that i want to know his backstory i want to know why i know he's making these decisions why he's chosen to become a mercenary they're and gonna take on a pat and still follow the jedi code to some degree by to taking on a padawan but yet still kind of just doing his own thing by going okay i'm going to go to the highest bidder essentially well, I have a sense character that I want to know more about. I have a sense that there's more layers to that, and we'll we'll get a better feel for what his motivations are over the final three episodes. I just that's definitely one because of his his passing. It's it's going to be really hard. I don't know what the plans were for that character, but that's going to be a really tough recast. That's it gonna, will be. That's going to be tough, but I really want to see where that character goes, and you know, it it's it's for anybody that hates Star Wars. Sorry, y'all. Um, first of all, get over it. <laughs> but you know, I think Ahsoka, the character, I, I've really grown to enjoy. Uh, I think Filoni has done a masterful job of a lot of different things. That's a tough universe, and let's be honest, Randy, that's a really hard fan base to make happy. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, it, it just really is. You know, you got a lot of different opinions. Um, but all the fan theories and all the dialogue and all the conversation, that's part of what makes it fun, other than people that maybe get a little, they take it a little too far and get hostile about it. But I've really enjoyed Ahsoka, the live action show, as I was introduced to the characters in animation. And I think that. The Clone Wars was a great bridge for Anakin in particular because you needed something other than Vader and Speed Racer, <laughs> Pod Racer. You know, you, you needed some other, well, you needed you, more fleshing yeah. out the character. And I really think the Clone Wars gave you that. And there's a couple of lines, obviously, you know, his interaction with Obi-Wan and the Obi-Wan show. But I think, you know, those moments in Ahsoka where you have obviously those moments where they're interacting and you have like the flash in their eyes as she's making that choice um, to not strike him, him obviously dealing with, you know, the emotion, the rage, the dark side with Vader. And some people, I know people have argued maybe it was just a reflection of the lightsaber, but I, I think that flash in her eyes is significant. That's my opinion. That's my take. And it happened with him and it happened with her. So, um, I don't think that's just the reflection of the lightsaber. You know what I mean? Um, but just having the t- totality of the character 
and that struggle with emotion, that struggle with the dark side, that struggle with all of that and attachment and emotion, I think is, is, it's just great to have a lot more of it fleshed out, um, for both Anakin and then particularly this last episode for Ahsoka, just dealing with that to finish her training, if you will, and to be a piece of move forward, you know, I, I think is, is huge. I've, I've just really enjoyed the show. And a, again, you can nitpick all kinds of stuff, but it was great to, to have kind of live action Clone Wars. And although I, I was completely, I got to be honest with you, when, when, um, when Anakin cut like the, the bridge, you know, mm-hmm. and she dropped, I was like, oh man, are we going to. I didn't, I didn't think it was necessarily, I didn't think, my first reaction was not that it was a flashback to, say, the Clone Wars. I was thinking they were going to end up on, uh, on, like, Vader's planet or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? I oh, Mustafar? Yeah, I went, yeah, yeah. In my head, I'm like, uh-oh, where is this going to go, man? How dark is this going to get, right? <laughs> um, but I love the fact that they did kind of reset that, and uh, I didn't anticipate seeing, like, young Ahsoka. Right. You know what I mean? So that, that was kind of neat. I didn't realize... That was uh, Young Gamora, um, mm-hmm. and then I think that actress was also in the Barbie movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, sure. And, and then obviously Young Ahsoka. Um, but it, it, the other thing that you know, it's far more impactful. I know this is going to sound weird, but I think seeing Anakin and having a live action, very young Ahsoka um, makes you realize how young. And this, this, this again. It's an animated show. I know. I get it. If you didn't watch the Clone Wars, this may, may not make a lot of sense to you. But I think it's v- far more impactful in live action to feel like Ahsoka is a is that young. It hits differently than the animate. You knew she was young in the animation. Mm-hmm. You know, but I mean, but having that young actress and then Anakin and then talking about being like, you know, hey, you know, we were peacekeepers, now we're warriors. I'm teaching you to be a warrior. It's just I, I just think the impact of it, the emotional weight of it, is very different, and I, I think Filoni just did a great job uh, dancing that dance. I I've really enjoyed it, and I'm super curious to see where the rest of it goes. And I got to tell you, man, if we don't get thrown in episode six, not that uh, I'm going to be shocked. <laughs> well, it, it wouldn't. It, I mean, at this point, <clears throat> they're going to that the other galaxy, so. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, unless you're really going to try to waste 45 minutes of people's times of them just kind of floating around trying to figure out where they are, uh, you you almost kind of have to since um, Morgan and them got that much of a head start yeah. to get into that area. But with, like with the Clone Wars stuff, it's it was really interesting to see Ahsoka's st- you know starting point, mm-hmm. and then they show that kind of that season seven flashback with Rex and their siege of mandalore and anakin's yeah. like i don't know this it's like she's like yeah you weren't here yeah it's like it's one of the and then but here defiance of like you're you know what he will become mm-hmm. and he's just like so we're back to this huh you still haven't learned your essentially you haven't learned your lesson back to square one because she was so and it was that whole you know the whole thing of her having that resentment in herself of thinking she should have been there to save Anakin when honestly there was no one who could have saved Anakin from what he was about to become because it was his choice. Yes. So, and see, that's the thing, right? That's the thing. Like, mm-hmm. like she has to, 
Anakin's part of this journey, but she has to save herself to be able to to save others. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She has to do that. And I, I, I let, let me ask you, did and I I told you what my interpretation was of the eyes, and I thought they did a great job. I know some people complain about the de aging of of Hayden Christensen. That doesn't bother me at all. <clears throat> I I kind of felt like that was more. It was like a little magical, little mystical than it was just a pure mm-hmm. de aging. Uh, in that sequence, but I th- I thought the facial expressions it felt like they did. And first of all, oh my god, those moments where he was walking away and then it flashed to Vader, so oh, f- they, they were amazing, so fucking great. And then when he was walking in, like there was one, and I forget the exact moment, but he was walking away, and like he had had the his regular colored lightsaber, and then and then he he lit it back up and it was red. You're like, oh man, you know, as as part of his own internal struggles with stuff. Uh, I, the way they flashed the Vader struggles and, you know, his his internal, like, Vader's there, that's part of him, I thought, it, I mean, it was great. The visuals were phenomenal. The visuals were, were just so, so, so fantastic. But I loved seeing the, the evolution and the changes in his face, mm-hmm. you know, where it, 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 he looked almost, not angelic, but looked, um, like, really good, right? You know, and almost kind of playful. And then he had this very kind of like pained look, at both in expression and almost like the the wear on his face from the weight of that. You know, in those moments, and then they dialed it back. Obviously, now I now again I will say, I, there's been a topic of discussion about their eyes were there was the reflection of the sabers, but I think that was more about the the internal struggle. And the dark side that is there, right? I took it that way. I didn't take it purely as a... I mean, there's some reflection on their faces from the saber, yes. But I don't think their eyes are just about the reflection of the saber. Uh, if you feel differently, I'd love... I'd... No, well, when it got to that point... Because mm-hmm. you, you're you right. Uh, it's At first, it just... Anakin at peace. Like, he's just there to kind of help guide her. And then when they come out of... Uh, basically the flashback mm-hmm. you could see like almost like he aged yeah. like like you could see gray hair you could see he aged but also you could see once he had the you know had the red lightsaber you could see the sith eyes mm-hmm. with him he you could see the uh, if you really look close enough it's it is the like the red and yellow you would see with the sith because mm-hmm. that was dark side anakin that was vader and there was a point where Ahsoka's eyes did kind of almost turn that color because you could tell she lashed out in anger at him. Yes. And as it went on, it you could tell she started to regain control and that her eyes kind of went back to normal. And then he final and then everything went back to normal for him when he closed his eyes and they were back to blue and his facial features had gone back to like the young youthful Anakin that she first encountered Mm -hmm. it was it was definitely but that's the whole thing with anakin's force ghost is being at balance being having struggling with the dark side and the light but being at balance right so it's it's definitely you you weren't seeing things i don't understand why people say it's the lightsabers no anakin's eyes did go sith for a moment there while he was dueling her well again that you know it's it's certainly su- subject to interpretation, but that's the way that I saw it was that, you know, what they're going through internally in that battle, mm-hmm. 
is, was reflected in their eyes, not just because of the saber that was there, right. but because of that's what that's the internal struggle, you know, uh, is 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 the weight of that and the emotion of that. And I think there's enough setup there. We're talking about her training and what gets passed down and what she inherits from him as a master, all this other stuff that you go, okay, you know, she clearly struggled with this idea that she could turn like he did, you know, uh, that there's a lot of weight to that. So anyway, we've gone on off on a pretty long Star Wars Ahsoka tangent, but I've really enjoyed the show. I I hope that the last three episodes really pack a ton of punch. I'm, I'm hoping we see Ezra, uh, to see the per the pergil was was great, and I can't remember the for whatever reason at the moment I can't remember the the lightsaber making robots name at the moment. Oh, Hu Yang, Hu Yang, that's right. And I love the the guy that's voice. Wasn't the guy that's it, in, uh, it's David Tennant? When he like did he Doctor Who? Yeah, I was gonna say he was Doctor Who at some point, right? I think I I I loved that line uh, when they were when uh, Hera and Jason were like walking out. Um, kind of looking at the water and like they hear something and they didn't realize he was there. And he's like, he was, and I'm going to paraphrase, but he was like, I said they were better together. Like they never listen. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and that, that, there was such good weight in the delivery of that line. It was great. It was great. Yeah. He's so, been really good this yeah. in the entire series. I mean, I, I like the, you know, having the nice little levity of, wow, you have a, tra- you, have, you have a training room on your ship. Mm-hmm. Will you train me? No. <laughs> you know how to make lightsabers? Can you show me? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> that part, I thought that part was hilarious. I thought that part was, was super funny. It was just so deadpan and just, yeah. boom. No. It was just great. It was just great. It was, it was great. Well, anyway, all right, man. Well, let's wrap up and get out of here. We we went past two. I didn't intend to go past two, but that's life. That's okay. Hey, hey, at least it's not, it's not three. At least it's not three. We had a lot of nights where we recorded until three or 3.30, so two is a, two is a win. Uh, but Randy, it was great to catch up, and uh, I think you're gonna. And I would say of of everybody in our uh, uh, friend circle of fandom, um, I feel the most confident in saying, barring health issues, you're set up for the best NFL fandom year. We'll see. You you gotta you gotta finish, but I feel pretty good about the direction y'all are going. So well, I mean, whether it's you know the Packers or. Commanders, if you Washington, Washington's up, not going to be that good, but I, getting rid of Dan Snyder is a win in all of it of its own. Well, of course it is. That's a yeah. win for the entire league. That's it not is. just a win for Commanders fans. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a huge win. I'm I'm happy to be rid of that guy, uh, and and just an alb an, an albatross of an owner. So, well, you, you, know. you got your shirt right. Yeah, I got my. Um, I survived the Dan Snyder era. I've worn that shirt. I love it. When I wear that shirt out, I took Logan. We had to get some new soccer cleats. So I ordered a pair from Dick's. And then they they said they had some in inventory, and then they canceled it. But whatever. I was buying two different sizes of, of cleats uh, with the idea that I'd go and try them both on, and then we'd just take home the one that actually fit them. But anyway, I was wearing my – I survived the Dan Snyder era shirt, and uh, there was a father and son both wearing some Redskins gear or Washington football gear whatever. And he was like, man, that's a great shirt. Where'd you get it from? I'm like, breaking tea, dude. <laughs> Look them <laughs> up. Some great shirts. Get one. But, yeah, I mean, I, I feel optimistic that, number one, Dan Snyder's gone. Uh, they're gonna they're actually going to put the stadium back together so, like, the stands aren't falling apart when opposing teams run through them or anything goofy. Right. Uh, they're not, people aren't going to get sewage dumped in their heads. 
There's still idiots fighting in the stands, but that's nothing new. Beer and stupidity always fuel that. That's football in general, Um, unfortunately. But I I think they're going to be competitive fighty, and we'll see what Howell is. Um, They clearly still need help in a couple of areas, but they have have some nice players in spots. I think the the defense is going to have to be the identity of that team, contingent on how much growth Sam Howell has uh, over the course of the season. And, And maybe he's just, you know, decent floor guy i mean who knows that's why that's why you know as what herm edwards used to say you know you, you play to win the game um so we'll see how how it progresses over the course of the season green bay i think is a better overall team significantly better overall team um and if jordan love is is capable then it's should be detroit and green bay for, to settle that division and, and they should both be playoff teams and then minnesota you know we'll see whatever but um, I, it, it's, Green it's, Bay is going to be how they respond to tough physical teams. Yeah, and that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, always been Green Bay's foil is they've always been a finesse team. So the, it's like you need they need to have that edge and start playing with you know that type of same impact as some of these other teams do because you know you're going to get hit in the mouth by Detroit. They're not oh, mince that, words. They come out there and smash in the yeah, face. The, the, Detroit will come at you. Yeah, for uh-huh. sure. I, I yeah, think that's part and there's of a bunch of other teams like that. I mean, yeah. if they play the 49ers, yeah. that's another team that they're going to hit you in the mouth, and they're going to be like, what do you got? Yeah, uh, 100%. But, uh, you know, with a lot of questions, you know, around Jordan Love, again, one game way too early. You know, and Matt and I spent a lot of time talking about it, and we felt pretty good that Jordan Love would have a strong first month. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean of the season, given matchups and people not really knowing what to what to do with him. But once we got four games in, four or five games in, and there's enough film and enough tape and enough all that stuff, what is he like midway through the season and the and the last chunk of the season? That really tells you. Uh, but yet, it's a strong start. You feel optimistic. You go, okay, there's something here. So I feel good about that. Um, and as always, the NFL is going to be replete with just all kinds of storylines and action. And I'm hoping it's a great year. And hopefully, there's no other. I know there will be because it's the reality of football. Yeah, well, uh, let's not think about it or name any names. Yeah, but, yeah but ho- there's ho- hopefully there's, already been enough of it just in the first week. <laughs> it's, it's the way that it goes. It, I mean, it's it's a it's a violent sport. People get hurt. It's just the way yeah. that, it's the way that it is. But uh, here's to you know. Uh, the fewest number of injuries as, as, as is possible. Um, and I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope that more teams switch to natural grass. I really do. And I hope the NFLPA, they look, the problem is they got a long way to go with the CBA. Um, and they've given a lot away. I don't know how much leverage they have short of just refusing to play. And I don't know if the players are willing to do that. Uh, but I hope that the owners are receptive enough and go, eh, yeah, we probably should do grass. It's going to cost more, um, but I think it, it would be better for the players, better for the league. It's just it's tricky with stadiums that host a ton of concerts and a ton of venues, or excuse mm-hmm. me, a ton of concerts and a ton of events. It's hard. It is, but it's doable. Mm-hmm. And Domes if- obviously are always going to be a little bit different, but if you have, you know, if you're open, if your stadium's open. Yeah, grass is not a bad thing to do. Grow it, man. Grow it. Anyway, all right, let's get out of here, bro. Uh, Randy, is always good to catch up, and I look forward to chatting with you next week or every week about Ahsoka. I mean, it's no Fargo, but 
<laughs> I look forward to <laughs> What is, right? Yeah, what is? <laughs> what is? Uh, we're almost done with Ozark, by the way. We're at the, the last two, maybe three episodes of Ozark. Oh, nice. That's been really good. I don't know if you've watched that. That's been really, I've really enjoyed that. Not yet. It but is. It's probably, it's probably one of those things on my list that I'll get around to. Uh, it is well worth the watch, particularly, uh, you watch Breaking Bad, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Because it, uh, it's not Breaking Bad, but it's it's got some of that dark, messed up stuff. Gotcha. Um, and it, it is 100% well worth the watch. Uh, it's like four four seasons Netflix show, and oh, it's not too bad. Yeah, oh yeah, oh no, it, it's not. It's not bad. Depending on how you you binge watch, but um, I'm I've got my own theories for how this. And I know it's been over for a while, but I've avoided any spoilers. Uh, thank thank the uh, you know streaming lords. I've avoided I've avoided any spoilers <laughs> for what actually happens. Not always uh, easy to do, um, but I'm really curious how this thing wraps up man super stoked about that but anyway all right as always uh we are the, we have the sports where you can find us on all, all all kinds of services i think stitcher's dead i think they got i think they shut down yeah um, unfortunately they yeah. did so our home feeds on podbean itunes spotify a whole bunch of other random services that just read off our off our feed and an rip stitcher <laughs> that's shame but whatever man uh nature of technology right some, some you know you got to know when to hold them know when to fold them stitcher fold them uh but keywords of sports and brew thanks for putting them with our crap it's good to be back todd you're welcome and actually <laughs> if i'm going to say that to you i guess that means i need to play the song if i'm going to say it i might as well play it right i'm not wrong so no i'm I, look bro i know i'm not wrong what can i say except you're welcome for the- <laughs> all right on that note it is our time so good night everybody we'll catch you on the flip side enjoy the week here's to some great football some great games and we will catch you on the flip side as always good night now <laughs> peace peace out friends all right randy go get some rest dude all right Later, bro. oh my god two hours and 44 minutes and we stopped for all of what five minutes that's crazy. Yeah, pretty much. Can't wait to flip this tomorrow. Lucky me. <laughs> <All> <laughs> like right, I said, at least it's not three. I know. Good night, bro. Yeah, good night.